Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Oh, baby, you know what it is. It's Tuesday night. It's 7 p.m. That can only mean one thing, baby, and that's not Philly's World Series baseball. No, 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 no. Not yet. We're a week early on that. Every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Wrestle Talk podcast goes live, and we do what we do best, and that is bring you the best. Let me say that one more time. The best pro wrestling live podcast in the game today ladies and gentlemen welcome to wrestle talk podcast i am one of your hosts tonight sunny money mayo i'm so happy to be back it's been such a long time but i am not alone i am not alone tonight please let me introduce you to my co-host the bread and butter of this operation making his way from fabulous Kansas City, Kansas, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, the one, the only, the Night Owl. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk Familia. What a pleasure it is to be here with my brother, Sonny Money Mayo, and all of you for episode 415 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Sonny Money, man, it's like getting back on a bike, ain't it? Don't you feel like you're getting back on the bike? It feels like it, bro. And I haven't picked up this bike in a long time, but I picked it up and I just went right into gear 10 and went right down the hill. Yeah, we're full blast in this thing, bro. I I haven't been here in a while, so it feels great. I, I'm picking up right where I left off last time, and bro, I could. Hey, shout out to everybody else who wrestled talk podcast, but I couldn't think of a better host co-host tonight than, than with you, Night Out. Now, for the record, and people may be keeping tabs at home, you and I have never ever exclusively hosted a show together through the old Dick Douglas days to everything before that and everything that came after that. Dude, this is our first time ever getting this thing done. And what's funny, and people may not know this, you are my pro wrestling godfather, and you're like three years younger than me. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of weird, but it's yep. kind of awesome. So I'm honored and privileged to be here with you, bro. I know your pro wrestling knowledge is like, you know, it's out of this world, even though, you know, we, we all have our highs and lows as fans. We're not always as locked in as we were right. during a certain period of time, but that doesn't change the love and the affinity that you have for the sport, right? 
No, absolutely not. I mean, no matter what, no matter how my days are going, family, shoot job, whatever, you know, some days I'm like, ah, wrestling. And then some days I'm like, ah, wrestling. But it's always there in my bloodline, bro. And, you know, hey, part of the tribe. Ah, bloodline. Of the, I like how you did that. I, yeah, wrestling like is part of the that. bloodline, bro. I mean, you know, hey, we get NFL. My Phillies are in the World Series. Shout out to them. And I'll be mentioning them a couple times tonight. I know you don't want to hear that. But I don't give a shit. Uh, but wrestling <laughs> is always there, bro. Wrestling is always there, man. And and you know what? Like you said, Renee, it's crazy. Through all these times of Wrestle Talk podcasts, you and I have never hosted. We've been in the same room while you hosted. You know what I mean? I've, yes. I've, I've been the, I've been the behind the cameraman for you. I've been next to you. You've been a guest. You've been a guest, but right? bro, never hosted. So. Yo, this is the first time, and yo, I, I like the way it's vibing off so far, man. Yeah, well, I dig it too, man, and guess what? We have an incredible show lined up. You guys may be already able to see over my shoulder. We have two incredible guests, uh, starting with Mike Chisholm. All right, that's how I think I might have forgot the L. I'm, I'll put that in later if I need to. Uh, Mike uh, was a guy that we met over at CAC. He's not only a podcaster, he, he's a he's a promoter, but he's also a finance guy. Hence the title of tonight's episode: fiscal, impo- physically. I'm, I'm sorry, fiscally impointing, not physically imposing fiscally imposing and for those in the business world you know that that means finances and then also in the second hour a guy who you guys see every single week here on the wrestle talk podcast our resident chaplain the one and only big daddy p will join us for a full interview segment well we'll get a chance to not just talk about the god stuff and you know the faith and the prayer requests and all that which we have quite a few this week but sunny we also get an opportunity to talk to big daddy p about just good old-fashioned wrestling so we may have a bit of an extended high spots tonight with Big Daddy P in the second hour, man. You can't really beat that. Our lineup tonight, bananas, my guy, bananas. Yeah, hey, and just like every single Tuesday night, though, bro, no matter who's hosting, whatever, when WrestleTalk Podcast goes live at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, it ain't nothing but us bringing the heat, bro, whether that's Flywalker, whether that's Hoss hanging out in the back on the ones and twos. It doesn't matter, bro. We always bring it, dog. But Have you met the new host? Have you heard? Have you met the new host? Yo, major shout out to Justin. Yo, bro. Justin yeah. Waits came in last week, filled in, and did an absolutely phenomenal job. So I went ahead and opened up the checkbook and extended the offer. So Justin Waits now is going to be a part of our permanent host rotation. Sonny, we got coverage from the East Coast, Philly, West Virginia. We got coverage in the Midwest, St. Louis, Kansas City. And now we got coverage up in the upper northwest on the west coast baby out of the seattle area justin waits man we are covering the the map top to bottom side to side everything in between bro that's what wrestle talk is all about and there's a lot of other great shows out there that are putting together a, a whole lot of great content and we love them and we appreciate them but yep. we're going to continue what we do to set ourselves apart man the wrestle talk podcast is one of a kind and hopefully you guys you keep enjoying the content that we're putting forward to you now with all that said we do a couple of other things here on the show every single time we broadcast on top of talking to some of the very best guests and a whole bunch of pro wrestling jargon sunny we pay homage and respect and you know what my favorite thing is to pay homage and respect to? The greatest country on God's green earth. And on that note, I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps. Sorry if my the light's shining off the top of my head, y'all. I'm blinding y'all. I apologize. And my man the haircut. It's obvious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, remove your caps as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. 
All right, all right, enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Sonny, how does that hit, bro, coming back off of a, of a little hiatus? Man, did you miss Roseanne or what? I absolutely missed Roseanne, and I just got some late-breaking news. Late-breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, exclusive to the Wrestle Talk podcast. For my NFL insider, we've got the reason why Tom Brady yells at his offensive line every Sunday. It's because Roseanne sang the national anthem back in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good bro and i'm sorry i hate to pile on but tom brady has made me hate football more than once in my entire life so hearing that he's not doing so well in football yep is it makes me happy now everything else about it at the personal life you know it is you know everybody's got personal stuff but right. but <laughs> i appreciate you sharing that with us now there's one other thing that i need you to share sunny money and you go solo for this one would yeah. you do me a huge favor and go ahead and hit all the fine folks with the wonderful sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast? No, absolutely. We wouldn't be able to do this live every Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, if it wasn't for our great sponsors. So big shout out to Royals Mills Transportation, Mr. Dewan Mills himself, Rathbun Engraving. Get your Wrestle Talk podcast mugs there just for 20 bucks. Noble Men's Barber Lounge, Kansas City, Missouri. Big shout out to Kincaid Arcade at Oak Park Mall. Interstate 70 Sports Media, Little Popeye Designs, get your Wrestle Talk podcast, Tumblr, ladies and gentlemen. And last but not least, but definitely my favorite, the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. If it wasn't for all those wonderful sponsors, Night Al, you and I wouldn't be able to get to do this every Tuesday night, man, whether it's host or even watching on Facebook, YouTube, so on and so forth, my man. So, Major shout out to all those sponsors helping out Russell Talk Podcast. Did you say something about a Tumblr? Yeah, man. You got to get the Tumblr. Little Popeye, man. That's oh, it. Bro. So, shout out to Little Popeye, by the way. Actually, in the middle of a very yeah. serious fight with yeah. cancer. Yeah. Um, F cancer, period, from the yeah. whole Russell Talk family. Felix, we love you, bro. Get well soon. Can't wait yeah. to see you again. And thank you so much for coming up, not only with this incredible design, but also yeah. for helping us put together the Tumblr, the the logo. You mean the the the, the font for the names and everything? I mean, Felix yeah. just really took it to a whole nother level, bro. When he put this together for us, he said, "Hey, for the Wrestle Talk podcast, anything. Gotta anything. love it, man. Right. Gotta love That's it." Good. Well, on that note, Sunny Money, we got some business to get to because people are sick of staring at you and my mug. I think people came to talk. A little pro wrestling. So why don't you go ahead and do us the honors, my man, and introduce the first segment of this evening. One of my favorite segments, one of my favorite parts of Wrestle Talk podcast. Yeah, we get on here and we do our little 20-minute spiel back and forth. Hey, how you doing? But now let's get down to business, gentlemen. Welcome to the very first segment of the evening. One of my favorites, again, DJ Money. I'm ready to hear that music because, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the high spot segment. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. 
Triple Thought Podcast. Love that dude. DJ Money. Sunny money it is time to talk pro wrestling hashtag let's talk wrestling now i know you've been out for a little bit we have a randomizer thing that kind of happens now because okay. there are there are many many high spots topics some of yeah. which you contributed to so Thank we'll you. go ahead and hit the randomizer music for the randomizer coming very very soon and by the way um there is a malfunction this evening with facebook comments so we will not be able to post your Facebook comments this evening, but do not stress, okay? All you need to do is jump over to the YouTube, like our friend Aaron Wallace has done. He said Roseanne be hidden. Yeah, <laughs> Roseanne do be hidden. But anyway, make your way over to the YouTube stream, guys, if you want to comment on today's broadcast, and we will be able to share all of your comments like we usually do. And no, this is not our fault. This is an issue with the service provider not with us we'll have everything back up and running for you guys next week now on that note it is time for our first high stops topic high spots topic of the evening and uh here's our first topic for the evening sunny money you want to take that one sure man absolutely i love to kick off high spots tonight and, and this is a question i threw out here and i think this could go a million ways but i'll show you the meaning of why i asked that question so the first high spots question of the evening besides the wrestlers in the ring what would you consider the most important part of the wrestling show that you go to whether that be an independent wrestling show whether that be wwe aew impact wrestling new japan what would you when you walk into that building obviously you're walking into that building to see these guys and girls get into the ring tell a story or see high spots whatever but have a wrestling match now besides that match what do you think is the most important part of that show is it the production is it the theme music for the wrestlers? Is it the sound on the PA system? Is it the commentary team? Is it the lighting in the building? Right can, now, can I, can I give you a 2A a, a and a 2B for me? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Okay. What is okay. the most important part for you, Night Owl, besides oh, the wrestling match? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And really, I could do 2A, B, and C, but I'm going to keep it to two. So the first one for me, and I think you already kind of alluded to a little bit, is it's a production thing, okay? If I walk in and I can't hear what the uh, uh, the ring announcer is saying on the microphone, and if the music is too loud or it's like screeching in my ears, um, if the ring doesn't look safe uh, and clean, um, if the chairs are like too congested you know what i'm saying so i will say presentation slash comfort like i gotta be able to know that i'm gonna be able to spend three three and a half hours in this building and enjoy myself okay and with presentation i'm gonna go ahead and include the temperature if it's 
107 degrees outside <laughs> and probably 127 on the inside. Yep. So that's that's got to be part of it for me as well. It, it, I've got to be able to know that I'm going to sit at the show and enjoy myself and be comfortable and that I can hear what everyone's saying and see what everyone's doing for the entirety of the show. If I'm going to shelve out the 15, 25, sometimes 45 bucks for VIP seats, I want to make sure that I have a great presentation. And number two, or B, I would say that the 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 promotion leading into the show needs to be on point. I kind of want to know who's facing who. I don't want to see one thing on the card, uh, on the flyer, and then something completely different the day that I show up. If I go there, like back in the day, I would go see the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they wouldn't announce whether Priest Holmes was going to play or not, and then I got Derek Blaylock. I was not happy because I wanted to go see Priest Holmes, okay? And I understand everybody says, you know that little – the little verbiage on at the bottom of every poster night out, it says car subject to change. I understand that things are going to happen. Life happens. But if it's completely off from what I expected and not even half the talent that was on the poster ends up appearing on the show, that's something that really pisses me off. Now, you could wrap that up and say, well, Renee, that's kind of with the guys in the ring. But right. I'm going to kind of lump that in with the presentation right. of it all. Yeah, I think it all fits together. Oh, it does, but you got to understand, card subject to change, bro, and you know that. You see that on every single poster. Sometimes life happens, and you know what? I'm going to piggyback off of what you're kind of saying here. Bro, you and I have had some of the best times in a building where it's been 120 degrees, where that PA sound system sucked, where we couldn't hear it, but you know what? Those wrestlers kicked ass in the ring, didn't they? You know what I mean? Those, those are some of the best times. Pro wrestling, to me, still in the back of my mind, and even before ECW, but that, that kind of lumped in with it, is that old 1970s wrestling, bro, where people were smoking in the crowd. There was no Titantron. You had the freaking house mic from the NBA games going. It was going. You know what I mean? Can't hear nothing, bro. Right. That, that, but, you know, hey, as long as these guys in the ring, and like I said, besides the wrestlers, as long as these guys in the ring are doing it. So now, for me to answer that, Besides the wrestlers, what would I consider the most important part of the wrestling show? The fans. Mm. And Night Owl, you can attest to this with me, bro. We've been at great shows, and there's been a guy next to us who hasn't doesn't even know how to say the word deodorant, let alone spell it or wear it. <laughs> We've had people on this side who just keeps doing that annoying-ass chant from a match that was – you know, six matches ago that just, hey, I get it. We're all there. We paid money. We can chant what we want, how we want, when we want, as long as you don't cross the line and you're disrespectful. But sometimes it's just freaking annoying, bro. Like, pay attention to what's going on in the ring. I got, I got a story. I, I think you'll remember this once you're done. But my last one, my last one, and this is this goes in with the fans. Go to watch the show. Do not be a part of the show. Go to watch a show. Be a part of the show. Be a part of the show with your yelling uh, and you're you're screaming thinking. and you're booing and your high fives. But don't be so loud and obnoxious in that crowd that you are taken away from the match. Those people are in that ring to perform for you. You didn't go there to perform. You want to perform? You go down to a wrestling school. You pay your money, and then you go out there with the trained professionals, or you go down to the comedy show and you tell your jokes down there. 
But while I paid my 20 bucks and I'm sitting next to my best friend tonight, Al, I don't need to hear your commentary about something that happened four matches ago. Take it outside, boss. You know what I mean? Take it outside, boss. Yep. Exactly. Let us enjoy the show. We paid to see the show in the ring, not the side show out in the stands. On that note, I got to bring up a little Wrestle Talk history. I think you'll appreciate this. Our um, our brother, who has now left us, uh, Rick Rose. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Okay, so check this out. And before we move on to the next high spot topic, and by the way, guys, please spread the word. The Facebook comments are malfunctioning, not our fault. It's more of a service provider fault. Um, We are able to see your comments posted on YouTube, though. So if you're enjoying the broadcast and you want to be a part of the conversation, either send myself or Sunny Money a text or a uh, direct message, and we'll bring you on. We'll send you the link. Or if you just want to be in the comment section, go over to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, find the video, and drop your comments, and we'll be able to share them here. But here we go. Rick Rose. So you and I are on the front row at a Metro Pro show. Yep. And behind us is good old Rick Rose. God rest his soul. And in the ring is legend, straight up unquestionable legend of not just the tag team game, but professional wrestling in general. The one and only... Mr. Rock and Roll himself, Ricky Effin Morton. And guess what? He's in there doing his thing. Rock and roll, rock and roll. You guys know it. He gets over everywhere he goes. It's worked for 40 years, and it's going to work for another 40 years. Well, there just so happened to be our friend that was behind us. And he started talking so much shit to Ricky, bro. You're old. Do some wrestling moves. He keeps telling Ricky that he nobody cared. Just being a total asshole and a nuisance. And now, if anybody who knows Rick, we love Rick. That was our brother. Yeah, but that's guy. just the way that Rick was, man. That's yep. just how Rick was. He was just a shit-talking SOB. Well, yep. man, right in the middle of the match, right in the middle of the rock and roll, Ricky turns over to him and says what, Sonny? <laughs> he says, there's an asshole in every single town. And just Pop like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's an asshole in every, he goes, there's an asshole in every single town, buddy. And the whole crowd popped and laughed at Rick Rose. And you know what? Hey, again, I love Rick Rose, but that's what he deserved, bro. That, he bro deserved everybody, it. all right, so say this was like all the people sitting around him and he was right in the middle. Everyone went, whoa. Oh. Like, everybody was trying to create some yep. separation between themselves and yep. good old Ricky Borden. So, guys, to Sonny's point, Go to the show, have fun, get the crowd into it, be a part of it, but don't try to take the show over, okay? It's just yeah. it's just disrespectful. And if you're a worker, and I'm going to say this from personal experience, guys, if you want us to keep our hands to ourselves, you should keep your hands to yourselves too. Because yep. I went to a show, I shall name no names, but those who know, know, a wrestler took my hat, spilt my beer and my hats. You know, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of them. I got about 15 of them. It's not a whole lot. But it, this is one of my favorite ones, and this wrestler took it, crumpled it up, and threw it on the ground where there was a bunch of other stuff on the ground, water, drinks, or whatever, and that was a $65 starter cap. So if you don't want us to touch you and respect your space, Mr. and Mrs. Professional Wrestler, I think you should do the same thing with the fans. There's a fine line there that has to be respected by both sides. 100% agree, Night Owl. What? So, bro... Let's get off of this because I'm enjoying this, but I want to keep high spots rolling, dog. Next topic. Next yeah, topic. Please, 
Hit that, hit that randomizer, bro. Hit that randomizer. randomizer. What's up, Mr. Herb Simmons? Big shout out to you, sir. Thank you for tuning in to Russell Talk Podcast this evening. Much Always respect, respect it. Always respect the legends. All right, next topic up on the randomizer. All right, and I'll go ahead and read it here. It says, with all the reason attention on CTE and concussions in sports as a whole, is it time to rethink safety measures in the world of professional wrestling Sonny, i'm gonna let you marinate on that one just for a second let me give you my initial thoughts and then i'll come back and rebuttal please do please do so here's my thing we address we already talked a little football we already talked a little baseball right we saw what happened with tua right and the miami dolphins he kind of seemed to have some sort of concussion symptoms he was wobbly fell on the ground they let him finish the game passed or didn't even go through concussion protocol and then was allowed to come back the following week only to show symptoms and to be hurt again, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he kind of went all, um, what do you, like seizure almost, right? It's like seizure mode after the second incident, and then they pulled him out, and there's some, some big investigations still going on or whatever. And, of course, the NFL has led the pack over the years, or at least over the last couple of years since the movie Concussion came out with Will Smith, in trying to remedy – You can even see the ugly helmets, like the one George Kittle was wearing this weekend. It's like they're doing everything that they can. And basketball has done some things, too. They've changed some of the rules. They've adjusted a little bit to try to minimize injuries, though you know how it is with any sport. It's going to happen. The one sport that has done nothing, Sonny, that has done absolutely nothing to try to up the safety of their talent is professional wrestling. They've introduced nothing new. The outside matting is nothing new. I mean, everything is the same as it was basically 70 years ago. When you just look at the layout of a pro wrestling show, it's the metal stairs and the metal poles and the, the, you know, the edge of the ring that's really hard and the steel rope wrapped in about that much, whatever it is, plastic that they put on it. The the turnbuckles, I mean, they're on there, but they can be come out really easily. You know, then you got chairs and ladders and, and, and so it adds to the edge of professional wrestling, but ultimately I think something needs to be done. I'm not advocating for everyone wearing a helmet when they go out and do professional wrestling, but I think something needs to be done. People far smarter than me are going to have to figure that out. But every other sport has done something to try to relegate some of these injuries, except for the sport of professional wrestling. And to be honest with you, bro, I got a serious problem with that because Stone Cold's career got cut short due to injury. I mean, we could go on down the list of all the guys that could have had another three, four, five, six years in the sport had it not been for injuries and the lack of precaution that people take in the world of professional wrestling when it comes to injury. Those are my thoughts, man. What are yours? Complete bullshit, Night Out. Have you not seen what WWE has done? Okay, listen. First of all, it's pro wrestling, my guy. It's not ballet. Listen, we... the only thing that you can do to prevent concussions or CTE or safety measures is not have these guys bump. You turn this into a you turn this into a fake boxing match. Okay? You turn this into a work boxing match where they only kick and they punch and they do not fall. These guys know the risk going into it, okay? Now, with that being said, kudos to WWE Because after Chris Benoit's tragedy and after Eddie Guerrero's tragedy, that WWE now has qualified doctors, not not, not doctors from the 80s who were there just to pass out 
uh, all the gimmicks to the boys in the back and making sure Hogan was sitting at 325, jack ripped and, you know, ready to choke someone's head off. Qualified doctors now who overrule McMahon, who overrule Triple H, who overrule those guys. If there's a guy who cannot go out there and perform, he tells them, no, you cannot go out. Yeah, they'll go out and have something on the mic, so on and so forth. But night out, the way I look at it, brother, there's not much you can do. What can you do? Maybe a little bit more padding on the wrestling room. You know what I mean? But even now, when you get a glimpse of training schools or when you get a glimpse of certain wrestlers training for an upcoming match, now what I see in the ring that i never seen before was actual thick padding in mats. We, we know a guy who's training locally over there at Raytown who keeps trying to figure out his moonsault and dragon salt. He's landing on a mat, bro. 15 years ago, he would have been landing on plywood, dog. Plywood. Okay, so my question to you, Sonny, Sonny, my question to you is, do you think they've done enough? I don't think they've done nearly enough. And honestly, bro. What did you did do? You, okay, okay. So did you watch Halloween Havoc? Okay, or, or did you see any of the highlights? Bro, the opening match was a ladder match. Six different guys came off the top of the ladder onto another guy who was already on a ladder. Yeah. I mean, I mean. That's what I know. I know there's risk and in injuries. They know there's risk and in injuries. I've sat down with my 12 year old son, your nephew, and we had long conversations about him joining football, bro. He He's getting rocked in the head. Sonny, he's at least they were, okay. Okay. Here's, here's the last thing I'll say, because Mike is, is going to be ready to go with us here in just a matter of moments. He is in uh, the dressing room. Uh, I can't we've, got him his, we've got his yeah. green M&Ms. Uh, yep. We've got his Perrier. And mm -hmm. uh, his Avion and Pellegrino, as he requested, everything that the room is set at 71 and a half degrees, just the way that Mike requested it. He'll, he'll yep. be with us in just a matter of moments, guys. And, and he'll be ready to share some stuff that I think that is going to be a game changer to anybody inside and outside the world of professional wrestling. So hang with us. Here's what I'm going to say. And I, I know I'm going to get booed out of the room for this, Sonny. But I just think about my son, your nephew, if he wanted to go in pro wrestling. What would we lose by putting a, some semblance of a helmet on some of these guys? Okay. What would be the harm in making sure that everybody wears elbow pads and knee pads and maybe back braces? Not, not, you know, Stone Cold wore the knee braces and things like that. I just feel like people are so opposed to taking any of those precautionary measures in pro wrestling because out of fear that it might make them look soft or weak or like they're not tough or there's already a perception that wrestling's fake. So if we start adding all that stuff to it, then this, this, and that, well, they do it in MMA. They got padded gloves. They, you know what I'm saying? So. But if, that's if, a sport, bro. This is entertainment. This I, is a sport. Pro wrestling is a sport. Sonny, it buddy. is a sport. But it is a sport. But it's also entertainment. I pay my twenty dollars to go to AMC to watch the Marvels. If the Marvel Superman Spider Man stands on the corner of the edge and says, "Man, I might fall off a year because I'm on that ledge. Maybe I need to put a a rope that so I can climb down safely." I'm going to be pissed and get up and walk away from the movie. The, the, these guys are real life superheroes, my guy. They, 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 there's, we know what they know what they're signing up for. We know what they're signing up for. It's a car crash, dog. That's what it is. They, 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 if, if they put helmets on, I'm done. I'm done watching current wrestling. I'm done, like flat out. 
Like, because they know what they're signing up for. God forbid, I don't want no one to get injured. And you see my Facebook post all the time, every right. single weekend that there's a show. I said, I hope there's a sellout, and I hope everybody walks away injury-free. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Right. But night out, you pay the same amount of money as I do to go watch these guys hit a nasty spine buster, to hit a dope DDT. And you jump up as quick as I do out of my seat when those guys do it. Because – it, it's contact sports, brother. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and we're in such a day and age where everything has to be safety, 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 safety. And I get it. But on the other hand, it's like, dog, we knew what you're signing up for. I know what I'm turning on. At that point, I might as well listen to edited lyrics on my rap CDs from now on, big bro. <laughs> like, there's, Man, I, I just could have swore I've seen every Will Smith CD at your house last time uh, I went. Yo. So we do we do have a comment on this, and then I'll give you my final thoughts, and then we'll move on because we do have our first featured guest ready to go in the bullpen right here. Okay. I believe his title is treasurer of the Cauliflower Alley Club. If not, it's some very important role, similar or even more prestigious than treasurer. We heard from him just some few moments ago. Forgive me if I messed that up. But Herb Simmons, and it reads. Have you gave any thoughts to the lack of injuries from back in the day versus the current days? These guys, um, these days, they lack the ability to understand that it's a team. Back in the guys just took, and I'm going to kind of throw this word in here, better care of one another. That's something that cannot be discounted. And it's almost like he stole the words out of my mouth. Sonny, we're not going to be able to agree on this one. I'm okay with the guys gearing up a little bit more to be safer. You're not okay with it, and that's fine. That's what Wrestle Talk is all about. We're on opposite right. ends. But let's right. meet in the middle and agree on this. More, pre more precaution can be taken by the individuals in the ring by doing a couple of things. Training, right? Yep. yep. Planning and coordinating things properly. Yep. And just taking care of each other, yep. generally speaking. Guys, good you don't have to throw Good professional wrestlers do that now today. Good professional wrestlers. Guys who take this sport, not the entertainment, but this sport seriously and put their time and their effort and their heart and their soul into this sport, they take care of each other. Now, do I not hold another topic? And I can't wait to hear our first first guest, Mike Chisholm. But Guys back in the 70s, and all respect to you, Mr. Herb Simmons, guys back in the 70s weren't doing 450 planches to the floor. Well, that's bro. what he's saying. Why are right. they – it's unnecessary to be doing all of that. Bro, I'm telling you, go back and watch Halloween Havoc from Saturday. Who and doesn't enjoy – I, I, me and you enjoy stories, bro. I bro, enjoy me too. Yeah. Me too. But, 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 you, but you, you as much as anybody, Renee, you are a Pentagon Junior fan, bro. I am. And okay. I'm a Wesley fan. You know fan. what I mean? This and is a different a time. It's a different time. It's a different place, bro. And you got to understand the bigger the moves, the bigger the risk. And that's why you say, I hope everybody walks away, 10 fingers, 10 toes, and you're walking out of the building fine. Yeah, go take your aspirin, go put your ice pack on, and we'll see you next weekend. I'll see you on your next show. But that, that that's what it is, big bro. You know, I just, yeah, yeah, we're going to agree to disagree. And Renee, I'm glad we are because this is what Wrestle Talk Podcast is about, bro. Hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. Two quick things. Shout out to Wes Lee on becoming the new uh, um, NXT North American champion. Absolutely. And then uh, the latest news here uh, via our boy Luke Skywalker Roberts, who is in the background uh, keeping us abreast of everything going on. Uh, in the NXT Women's Tag Team match, the champions have retained Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark 
looked like they'd won. Official came out, acknowledged an unseated legal tag, and the champions retain. Just in case you're missing NXT, because you're right here with us on the WTP tonight for episode 415. Can you believe that, bro? Can you believe it? Okay, it looks it looks like our Facebook comments are back up. Yay! Love to hear that. That's good stuff. Thank you, Assad. Thank you for being here. Really, really appreciate it. But um, on that note, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to introduce our first featured guest of the evening. This is a gentleman that I had the pleasure of not only exchanging some words with, but I had the pleasure of sitting down and listening to what I would call a lecture, a life-changing lecture about discipline and fiscal responsibility. Again, hence the name of today's show, Fiscally Imposing. Hopefully Mike will appreciate that, right? Not physically imposing, but fiscally imposing. Ladies and gentlemen, he hails from this the great country of Canada. He's got his own show. He runs a promotion, and the man's also got a sweet beard and a badass man bun. Without any further ado, amigos, welcome for the very first time here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. The one, the only, Mike Chisholm. We're not worthy, bro. We're not worthy. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Uh-oh. Uh oh, Mike, we got a we got an audio uh, issue here. Not yet, bud. Make sure you're not mute on your end, there, Mike. Look no, at he, your, he's uh... not, Yeah, he's not muted on our on our end. Okay, how's that? Is that better? Hey, Look at that! Hey! All right, there we go. Sorry about that. I don't know why it muted me, but it muted me. So I uh, unmuted it. Listen, you boys know how to bring somebody out. Oh, my God. I will do my very best to try and live up to the hype. Uh, it will not happen, but uh, I will do my very best. <laughs> I love to hear it. Well, let me introduce my co-host for the evening, Mike. This is Sunny Money Mayo, uh, New Jersey slash Philadelphia zone, now residing in the great city of Kansas City. Sunny, say what's up to Mike, man. Good evening, Mr. Chisholm. Pleasure to meet you. Wish I could have met you in person out there like Renee did in Vegas. But, hey, man, nothing better than having you on as our first guest of WrestleTalk Podcast this evening. So, pleasure to meet you, man. I can't wait to get this thing started. Super happy to be here, man. And uh, I'm just I, – I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about just what's happening with pro wrestling um, these days. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's emerged out of COVID – I believe stronger and more resilient. And I think that when we have something that, uh, that tests our resilience, um, you know, there's going to be people who are on the surface that fall away. And those who are entrenched are going to entrench that much deeper. And this show certainly is an example of that. I'm super excited to be here in any way that I can contribute. I'm happy to do that as well. Well, that is greatly appreciated here. And Sonny and I will take turns asking questions. Sonny, would you like to go first? No, 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 I know you've been waiting, brother. You even have a personal message about, <laughs> very excited. This, about our very excited. guest, bro. So please go ahead, man, and I'm going to follow your lead tonight. Okay, I appreciate that. So, so Mike, again, man, welcome, and thank you for making time for us. I know you're a busy, busy guy. Um, first thing, right off the jump, we were just having a conversation about CTE in the sport of professional wrestling. I'm sure you heard at least the back end of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Sonny's on the side of, 
yeah, you know, the guys know what they're getting into. You know, if you start putting helmets and knee pads and elbow pads and, and bubble wrap around my wrestlers, that's going to take the edge off of it for me. And I'm not going to watch anymore. And maybe I'm a little bit more on the conservative side, thinking more of like, you know, my kid maybe one day wanted to get into professional wrestling. If you put a helmet or something on, does it take a little bit away from it? Potentially. But if it's going to extend my favorite wrestler's career for three, four, five years more, I think that's something that I would be willing to consider. Where do you sit on the fact that almost every other sport has taken leaps and bounds when it comes to player safety and professional wrestling, by my estimation, seems to have chosen to stand pat? What are your thoughts on it? Well, first and foremost, I'm open to anything, and 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 I think that uh, I think that if it, the performers could drive something like that, I would love to see. I would love to see a hand in the ring show up with some sort of a of a, of a protective device on their head and get it over. First and foremost, I think that would be really cool. I think you could. I think you could in- integrate that with uh, any character that wanted to come out and integrate that with their persona in the professional wrestling business could go ahead and do that and try that. Um, now, when it comes to regulation, uh, you know, I'm a ho- I'm a Canadian, right? We still have fighting in hockey. That's right. Um, and 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 it's 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 literally it's it's a sport, an international sport that literally has a penalty in the sport for fighting. Um, I am all for safety. I am all for having, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to watch, uh, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero or Chris Jericho on Monday Night Raw finish a match, and it was a badge of honor to be a hunter. Look at Hunter when he tore his quad, finishing a match, and that was a badge of honor. Um, the idea that organizations have taken that away from the performers is a good thing. And that they've put a governor uh, on, on the performers. That is a good thing. I think it is up to organizations to monitor the injuries. And if somebody does have a concussion, to, to take it extremely seriously. Uh, you mentioned Chris Benoit earlier, you know, the diving headbutt, things like that. Yep. I, I do believe that there are governors that should be put on to the performers helmets is an interesting one man i mean it'd be it'd be it'd be very interesting to it's see the biggest some one sort of a, the cte and head injuries i think is the biggest issue that's why i bring that one up specifically well absolutely and, and, and i agree with you there mike though you know like if you could get a, a gimmick over like kind of like farouk when he first came into the wwf and he had or that D-Lo. gladiator yeah yeah if he had the vest and the gladiator helmet and you can incorporate that into a gimmick then sure but you know what 20 guys on that card can't incorporate that into some type of gimmick. So what I'm going to throw this at you. You know, I remember back in the day with the NHL when players uh, didn't wear helmets and then they kind of mandated them and it became to the point where there was optional. Um, And you had uh, a Craig McTavish all the way up to 1988 who didn't wear a helmet, but the rest of the league did, you know, he was the last guy to not wear one. Um, You could, if you had a group of people, who decided to get it over, it could be done. I think anything can be done in, in, in pro wrestling. I think it's that open. Um, but b- having it mandated is a very interesting idea. Uh, I, I, I don't know about mandating that, but mandating the safety around it, uh, the awareness around it, um, and uh, like Chris Nowinski and, and, and you know, I think of the pioneers of some people who have, have brought this knowledge in um, into the sport. And I look at it as a sport as well. Uh, I, I think that that's a good thing. It, time will tell, man. You want to you want to you want to see a, a group mandate something like that. The other promotions are clearly going to uh, jump on that by saying, "Well, we won't do that to our wrestlers." Right. Uh, 
you know, uh, I look at the Fed's wellness policy, whereas a lot of other uh, groups don't have wellness policies and they try and use that as an advantage. Uh, very, very interesting. But at the end of the day, concussions are very real. I'm glad they're Scary. taking it seriously across the board in all sports. And I think pro wrestling is included in that. Now, I am going to go out on a limb and, and I may be putting you guys on the spot. But if you could pick one guy or girl today to get it over, who would you pick? And I already know who I would go with. This man happens to be a Canadian, but I'm not <laughs> going to give it away. I'm going to let you guys tell me who you think would be best suited to put something like that over. I'm curious. Or if you uh, want, I'll go first. You want me to go first so you have some time to think uh, about I, it? I, I, I would have to say with just his the way he is on the mic, and everything that he's done, and he's so versatile that Sami Zayn possibly could do something That's like a good that. One. That's a you good know what one. I mean? Because he's so he can adapt to so many situations. He's a great babyface. He's a great heel. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. So if he was just like, "Hey, I'm scared shitless that the bloodline's going to come after me. I'm putting a helmet <laughs> on," you know, hey, WWE's going to market that, and you're going to see kids out in the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe the Canadian flag on the side of the helmet or something like that. <laughs> Get, gimmick the helmets up. So what, what, what do you think, Mike? Who could be I'm one going, of them? I, I, I think it's got to be a heel, too. I think, uh, like, I think back to when Kurt Angle wore the headgear because of the, I that thought was that was so just good. one of the funniest right. things in the world. Um, so I think cool. Austin Theory would be a pretty good example of somebody yep. who could, who could take something like that and, and, and get it over. Um, you know, and I mean, it's like the, the old bionic elbow within Lex Luger's arm. I mean, you know, use it as a weapon, uh, the idea of him taking pictures of it and that sort of thing, accessorizing, um, and then just using it. I, 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 I think Austin Theory could get that over. I love it. And guess what? You're both wrong and you both just made the list guys. There's only one guy in professional wrestling that could get it over. And again, I gave you guys a clue. I thought you were going to figure me out. It's got to be the Ocho, baby. It's got to be Chris freaking Jericho. That guy could sell snow to an igloo, tacos yeah. to a – never mind. I'm not going to go there. But he could get anything <laughs> over. He could get anything over. I yeah. would give it to Jericho and go, look, bro, uh, um, unlimited check, get this thing over. And I'll tell you when the rubber will meet the road, when the companies start becoming liable – for the CTE, just like this lawsuit in the NFL from a couple of years ago where the talent was starting to hold the company liable for some of the damage that they suffered years beyond their careers. I think it would be Jericho, and it's going to have to take something that involves Lana <laughs> yeah. dollars to actually get that ball moving in the right direction. So there's so many things that I want to talk to Mike Chisholm about, including no, including division championship wrestling and, and all the financial things. And I can't wait to get down that path. But, you know, I have to add on here, you know, part of pro wrestling is this right here, guys, the hair. The, the, the bald head. You can see Stone Cold going down the ring from the back. For a picture from the back with no vest. You know it's Stone Cold because of that bald head. It's all this here, man. You know what I mean? So if you put a helmet on somebody, you can only customize a helmet, you know, a hundred different ways. There's thousands of pro wrestlers in in the United States, Canada, all over the world. And, and I just, I, again, man, and I and I piggyback off of what I said in high spots. If 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 we get to that point, I might as well take up Russian ballet 
and, and, and start getting my interest in that, and we'll have the Russian Ballet podcast on Tuesday nights instead of Russell Park podcast. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I got to disagree with you on that because if it became mandated and went across the – it went across the uh, uh, you know all of the different promotions, and this just became a thing. You'd have the gals holding their helmet beside them, cutting a promo, doing their personality, that kind of thing, and then gearing it up on. before a match. Anything can be adapted to. The audience will accept anything if 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 they have to. And and I, I think the problem is is what happens if it's inconsistent across everywhere if it became consistent pro wrestling would live on it is uh it's seen uh so many different incarnations within its evolution um you know from 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 the very beginning of catch and all the way up to now if it's mandated across the board pro wrestling would survive i, I think it would be and to herb's point rick steiner were headgear during his career. Josh, Alex- Josh Alexander now is rocking it, and he's getting over great with it, man. That's a nu- that's but but you know one. what? ECW was so special, not because they were using unlicensed music and because they came on at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning in Sunshine Network. It's because WWF was finishing main event matches between Bret Hart and Diesel with the schoolboy as ECW was finishing matches between Sandman and Sabu by going through tables and chairs and all that. And now That's you ask point. any ECW wrestler, I, I watch shoot interviews all the time, not one of them regret it. Even Sabu himself, who's broken multiple bones, he does not regret it. He knew what he was getting into. He put his body on the line. Now, yes, I know that's the 90s and we're in the 2020s, but still, man, that. It's wrestling, guys. That's what they signed up for. Please do not put helmets on my wrestlers. I don't want that happening. <laughs> I love that. I love the different perspectives coming across here. Uh, Sonny, on that note, man, I know you said you had a lot of different questions, man. What else you got here uh, for Mike tonight? No, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, hey, Wrestle Talk Podcast, that's what we're here to talk. So, Mike, you are a co-founder of Invasion Championship Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Please talk to me about that. How did we get into that? How did you become a co-founder of you? You know, well, I'll I'll tell you, I'm a financial advisor by trade, and uh, I I've always loved wrestling. Um, you know, I I when I found out about the Wrestling Observer when I was about 19, 20 years old, I subscribed to it. Uh, it was the uh, Canadian, and I would think that my 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 uh, my enthusiasm for wrestling was at its zenith. Uh, probably during the uh, the Survivor Series in 97 with all that stuff with Bret Hart. Yep. Uh, Wrestling with Shadows shows up on A&E and the intrigue was, I don't think it was ever at it higher than that. Um, and, 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 you know, I started to make a little bit of money. Um, I was working for for uh, uh, for Costco Wholesale as a marketing guy, starting to make okay money. And I went to three manias in a row. I went to 18, 19, and 20. Had some phenomenal, phenomenal memories there. Um, you know, feeling you'll never have a feeling different when you when you see a moment like Rock and Hogan, and you're in the room for it. There's 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 a, a palpable feeling that just envelops you, um, and 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 sweeps you away. And and so I I love that. Um, as you know, after 20, um, and, and different things, you know, the, the, the enthusiasm faded a little bit as, as, uh, you know, you have running mates that, uh, you know, get married and move away and do all yep. these things. You get into your life, late twenties and life. Kids. Just life. life. Right. And so I was always a fan, but. Um, that level of fandom kind of was in the was in the back the rearview mirror a little bit. Then um, I started building my financial advising practice on the side of my my, my Costco job, and I started building it and building it and building it. And um, I uh, 
I met a guy who had some experience in the indie wrestling um, business, who was kind of a business mentor of mine. And, um, and at the same time, he knew I love giving back to the community. And, and so uh, most people in the financial world, when they give back to the community, they do it for like a golf tournament or a walk or something like that. Right. Um, this other gentleman said to me, he goes, we should put on a wrestling event. And I kind of looked at him and, and, and what do you mean? He goes, well, we'll just, we'll, we'll treat it like a business. Um, and we will raise money for the community. And, and that's exactly what we did. We, 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 we kind of took a golf tournament model and, and focused it around a wrestling event. Everyone thought we were crazy. And, uh, we called it Kelowna invasion. We're from the city of Kelowna. We called it invasion, uh, kind of to piggyback off of the, uh, we're a new promotion. Thought we'd, uh, well, we weren't even a promotion. It was a one event that night. Um, he had some contacts in the in the wrestling business, including the legendary. Um, I don't know if this guy would even hit your guys' radar, but he was a territory guy. He was around forever. Uh, Street Fighter Tim Flowers. Um, Tim Flowers is uh, he was 30, 40 year vet. Um, lots of stories in the business. He was our booker and um, we all knew our role. So there were three of us. Tim handled the wrestling part of it where we brought in uh, indie wrestlers from the Pacific Northwest in the U S uh, the, the lower mainland Vancouver area and, and where we're from in Kelowna uh, in British Columbia here. And then we hired Ed Leslie. We brought him in as the draw Brutus, the barber beefcake and, and uh, everybody thought we were crazy. All right. But we ran it like a business. We were in the black before one ticket was sold. And uh, we knew we were going to raise money for the children's hospital uh, even without any ticket sales. Okay. So yep. we knew we were there, but we were, we knew that it was going to be okay, but we were unprepared. We actually raised $15,000 in one night for the BC Children's Hospital. And, and what we didn't account for was that the 400 people that showed up for the event now suddenly were like, when's the next one? And we kind of looked at each other. (laughs) You know how wrestling fans are. It's like, Oh, this is a promotion now. It's not just Kelowna invasion. This is no, yeah. And, and we kind of looked at each other and like, Oh, we are onto something. And so we booked Kelowna invasion too. Uh, We brought in Val Venus for six months later. And and we, we were, we were so, I'm not trying to uh, Mike, the other gentleman that I was talking about the, uh, the other part of the equation, the other co-founder, there are three of us, Mike, Tim and I, Uh, Mike was so, brilliant when it came to the business of, of, of things. And I learned so much from him. I was more the sponsorship guy, the community guy. I didn't really get invited behind the curtain, even though, you know, as an observer subscriber and all that stuff, I thought I was smart. I wasn't no. not even close. It <laughs> was after clone invasion three that I got smartened up and I actually did get invited behind the curtain. And, and I realized and recognized how much I really had to learn. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, Mike was so smart. He's like, no, you're not going to run more than twice a year. We're going to know our role. We're going to know where our place is. We're going to hit our sweet spot. We ended up uh, running two cities for every Kelowna invasion event. We started doing them uh, in late April and October Kelowna on the Friday night, Vernon on the Saturday night. And over the run, uh, we raised over $250,000 for local charities. We've had guys like McFoley up here twice, Jeff Jarrett, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer came up here. Ted DiBiase came up here. Uh, Jimmy Hart, uh, Harry Smith, um, multiple times. Uh, Gangrel. Uh, oh man, I can't even. Chelsea Green. The Bollywood Boys uh, wrestled their very last um, match 
before getting called up to the Fed for us. We love that. Wow. And by the way, the young up and coming star who we're so excited about. And I mean, you guys should do an episode on Buddy Wayne. I don't know if you know Buddy Wayne for the Pacific Northwest. Oh, North wow. Western, but Nick, Nick Wayne Nick wrestled Wayne, his man. very Nick, first match for beast. us. Yo, uh, Nick Wayne, crazy. he he reffed as a as a 12-year-old, one of his dad's matches for us. Right. Buddy Wayne used to bring come up and wrestle in our shows and be part of uh, our shows with some of his students. Nick reffed a match, and then at 14, after Buddy passed away, he wrestled his uh, very first match. We did a tribute match for, for, for Buddy. So I've just done a lot of talking, boys, which you see I can't do. I'm a promoter. I, I, I'm able okay. to do that. Hey, I apologize if I've talked your ears off. But that's kind of a nutshell of the history of us. No, that, that that's exactly what you we brought you on for. I mean, to talk about not only uh, what you got going on up there in Canada, but you know what you also did at the CAC. And shout out to Mr. Herb Simmons for even mentioning that there. Uh, he, he, you know, he's putting you over big time, and as it should be. Um, I appreciate that, Herb. Thank you. Yeah, but night out. I mean, you you got to be there in Vegas, and you got to check out what, what Mike was doing here. And uh, you know, he did the. He did the seminar of pinning your financial future, financial concepts that pro wrestling, pro wrestlers can understand. Uh, Night out. I mean, did you get to attend that, or were you, I know you had a lot of things going on in Vegas, my guy. I, did you get the chance to check that out, or? I I absolutely did, and and I'm gonna get into that. That's actually probably the most intriguing part uh, of the weekend for me was I expected to be entertained there. But I did not expect to be educated there. And by participating in the seminar with Mike, I received a life-changing education that pertained and revolved around the world of professional wrestling, which makes things easier for me because I like to learn with things I'm entertained by instead of opening up a textbook and falling asleep, drooling all over it. Okay, (laughs) And Mike was able to do that. Right. So before I get to that, there are two pictures that I want to go ahead and share and show, and I just want to get Mike's immediate reaction to the images. Are you guys okay with that? Absolutely. Yeah, please. Okay, let me go ahead and do a sh- uh, screen share here real quick. And here's the first one. <laughs> My- how, did it, how did it feel, man? How, how did it feel? Well, you know what? It was neat reconnecting with Jeff because uh, he had come and worked for, I think it was Clone Invasion 6. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was when he was doing the global force thing. And, and we were, we had some really good business talks. I'll tell you this. I learned more about the business side of professional wrestling from that man um, in a couple lunches and, and a couple really cool uh, talks in the back. Um, that is a, that is a world-class mind right there. And reconnecting with Jeff has been the first time I saw him in a few years and, and seeing him as healthy and as clear-minded as he is right now, it was just so encouraging to see him. You see the smile on on, on the faces awesome. there. I mean, I, I'm just so happy that Jeff is where he's at right now. And uh, boy, what a what an unprecedented career that guy has had. Well, you know what blew my mic, uh, my mind, Mike. Before this weekend, before CAC weekend, I had no idea who Teeny Jarrett was, and to hear <laughs> those stories yeah. from him. And, and the panel and, you know, his dad was in the building and everything. I mean, it was it was kind of a life-changing thing. So we're going to jump from that to this. Picture well, number go. two. There's a there guy you. that popped out of nowhere, man. Talk to us about RVD, the coolest, possibly the coolest guy in the building that night in a room full of a lot of cool people. 
Well, and and understated cool. He doesn't have to even you know put on anything flashy or what. He just is. Uh, the thing I love about RVD, um, and I unfortunately we 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 wanted to book him for invasion, but his our parameters of 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 fees of some of these guys, um, you know, some of these guys were just out of the out of the ballpark. But I've met Rob a couple of times, and he is a I he has an energy about him. It's a it's a chillax energy, which uh, you know probably not a surprise to people, but right. it's so. I just appreciate uh, his outlook on life so much, and I'll tell you this: if you haven't watched the doc on uh, the WWE Network about Rod Van Dam, it is fascinating. I highly recommend it. Uh, talking about all his ups and downs, and and uh, uh, just I I highly recommend that. Rob Van Dam has a lot more depth, I think, than a lot of people give him credit for. Yep, no doubt about it. I have a Rob Van Dam story that I would share right now, um, <laughs> but I don't think it's age appropriate. <laughs> so maybe I'll share that one with you in private, Mike. Uh, Sonny, you, you see what you missed out on. And, and I, know, I know it wasn't on purpose. I know you nope. had family stuff going on, so I'm only giving you I'm only giving you cheap uh, here. Uh, but dude, this these were the people that we were rubbing elbows with, and Rob wasn't even being recognized. Zabu wasn't even being recognized. They were there because they knew how special that weekend was, and it was such an honor to be there for the 56th uh, anniversary. Now. On to what I've been wanting to talk about, unless somebody wanted to cut in. Hey, can I say something about Cauliflower Alley real quick? Of course. Okay, Please. so so I'm just going to say this to any anybody, especially who is in the professional wrestling business, okay? Enthusiasts, yes, absolutely. But I will tell you this. Cauliflower Alley, as far as I'm concerned, should be an epic event that has 5,000 people at it every year. And I understand that it's a storied, traditional you know, we got a crib tournament there. Okay, I get that. You know, there are ways that we could probably youthen it up a little bit. But I'm just going to say this. Anybody, whether they are um, a worker in the business or a hand in the ring, uh, somebody who is a referee, a promoter, um, if you volunteer at a Comment- local or an commentary, wrestling event. If you're a commentary guy, I'm going to add commentary us to that. guy, ring announcers. Absolutely. Ring Anybody who's involved in pro wrestling at all. Number one, I believe you should become a member of Cauliflower Alley. And number two, I think you should come to the reunion. Um, I, I, it astounds me. And I, I've been talking with some of the, 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 the folks who are on the board and the leadership of, of, of CAC. I'm good friends with uh, Ron Hutchinson and, and some of these other people. That's how I got the two uh, seminars. I, I also interviewed Sam Houston uh, at the uh, That at the one CAC was classic. Yeah. And by the that show, was a lot of fun. Shout out to Ron and shout out to Brian Blair as well. Incredible. Absolutely. Host. Love you guys. Love you guys. But anybody in the business and – Fans too. Fans are there's a fan component here, but anybody's in the business, especially if if you you know I, I talked about this a little bit in the financial seminar. If you're a, if you're a wrestler, um, you are a business person. You are your own business. You are in business for yourself. And I can tell you this: there are promotions from all over North America that are there. All right, networking is extremely important. It's the number one form of marketing. And I think back to the, the the storied tradition of this thing that we love so much. And you think about back in the territory days, there'd be a couple times a year where all of the territory owners would get together. And there are pictures of this. On, you can find pictures of this. What would they talk about? They would be talking about talent and going back and forth with things and all that. If you're in business for yourself, why not get in a room with a whole bunch of other people that are in business for themselves, promoters, and 
the storied history of the CACs is it's phenomenal. And I just, I think that every single person who is uh, in the pro wrestling business at all, at any level, should be a member at, with this, with the Cauliflower Alley Club and should come to the reunion every year. And I think that we should, this leadership that has been there, that has worked so hard to continue the legacy of it, I believe a new life needs to come in to put some wind in their sails so we can change the game for the CACs. And I think that needs to happen. So I, I just want to throw that out there. It's extremely important. I had imposter syndrome. With that, I didn't think I belonged there Same. Um, until Same. I went the first time. Same. I felt like an imposter being there. I'm going to be honest. I really did. And, but you're not, though. Like, like that's the I thing. Like, that you way. walk that's in. That's legit. And you feel like it at first. But no, even if you're a volunteer, if you take tickets at a at, at an event, if you're, if you're, you know, if you bring the gear back to the back, if you set up chairs, if you whatever, you should be part of Cauliflower Alley. You are welcome and become part of the uh, of, of 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 this amazing fraternity. So well, that, well, that's my that's one step for Cauliflower Alley. It's from the heart. No, no, and I'm with you. And by the way, uh, two things: uh, old school is cool, guys. And number two, there were a few thirty somethings there, your boy included. So it's it's cool enough for you to go there. And, and by the way, um, Medusa, John Arezzi were hosting. So need I say more? They did such right. an absolutely phenomenal, a phenomenal job. Um, and, and the last thing I want to add to your point is I'm going to take it a step further and say, I think it should be a requirement. Sure. If you really care about this business and are going to make a living at this or attempt to make a living at it, it should be like going to college or like to some sort of trade school. If, if, and there should be almost a card. Like I've been to CAC because when somebody shows me that they've been to CAC, they don't need to say anything else about their pro wrestling fanhood. I understand where they stand. I under, I can somewhat understand where they came from. And I know most importantly, the respect that they have for it. If they were to be a card carrying member of the CAC and no, we're not being paid for this. So just know, no, this not is authentic people. This is for the love of the game. And that's yeah, what it man, is. Cause the old, I'm telling you, man, OGs are cool, man. You sit around and you're hanging out and Bob Orton is playing cribbage with your buddy. And, and JBL stops by and he's like, what's up, fellas? And you're just hanging out. I mean, it's, it's okay. A that was a crazy world. night. Did you, Renny, did I tell you about that night? Like, so Kevin Jeffries, old school WWF referee and stampede wrestling referee and All performer. Right. We get a message from James Beard. I don't know if you know who James Beard is, but absolutely. Okay. So legendary, legendary referee. And he's the guy that inducted JBL. And he sends us a message saying, Hey, we're going to the bar with JBL. And I was like, Okay. And, 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 and so we went, there was five of us and we went to a bar and the moment we walked in, so walking down Fremont with JBL beside you is so interesting because he's not wearing the cowboy hat and you're walking by, but he's gigantic. And people are like the big dude, the whole way down, we closed the bar down. We were there to about two thirty-three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> going out and drinking with JBL. That, that was Oh, it was unbelievable. The stories, uh, most of which I cannot repeat here, uh, right. were incredible. <laughs> but just the man's capacity to be able to drink, I was like, like my brain melted outside of my head. That was a lot of fun. And and awesome. These are the things that happen. You you're all equal when you go to these places. So come to Cauliflower Alley, have experiences of a lifetime, and learn some things. Like you said, man. The transfer of knowledge is extremely important. Well, let's Learning get into that. These masters is is just it, it, there's no better opportunity to learn from masters of this craft. Okay, and here's where we make you blush, Mike. You are a master. 
Okay, maybe not at cribbage because I, I know you got eliminated by my boy Skywalker. It's okay, it happened. Yeah, Came I know. It I know. God I know. You did. You did a phenomenal job, and it was very, very competitive. <laughs> uh, and also, Rob also he, he eliminated Bob, which was cool. Yep. And I thought Bob Orton was going to put him through a table, but Rob, he's a smart guy. He says, "Hey, win or lose, I owe you a Heineken." I think that's how he staved off uh, good old Bob Orton. <laughs> but but anyway, okay. So let's get into to the the meat and potatoes of this thing because I think this is the most important part of all. So when yes, I say you yourself are a master, and I know you're a Star Wars guy, um, what you brought to the table, and I filmed parts of it. I, I haven't released any of it. I want to get your permission first to release it in sure. snippets to see if we can help some other people out. Sure. But you found a way of correlating professional wrestling and business, which are my two loves, outside of my familia, of course, and a few other, a few other hobbies that I have, but... Can you, in in a simple kind of crayon type fashion, rehash some of the things that you talked to us about? Because you've kind of alluded and you kind of dropped a couple of tidbits here and there, Hansel and Gretel style, about what you talked about. But I want to give you the floor completely to kind of give folks an idea of what we discussed that day and why it's so important to them, not only as fans, as people in the business, but as individuals as well. So I'll go ahead and give you the floor because I, I think it's, it's highly intriguing and also could be something that could be life-changing. So go well, ahead, Mike. I appreciate it. I appreciate that very much. I, um, you know, a couple of years ago when, uh, when I was at the event, this is before COVID, the one right before COVID, um, you know, I was sitting with Hutch and, and we were having, we were having beers and talking about just solving the world's problems and, and talking about the event. And he knew I was a financial guy and, and, and had a, a you know, a, a moderately successful business and, and I was good at teaching this kind of stuff. And we were talking about it. And the whole reason Cauliflower Alley exists is because, um, you know, as, as, as you both know, I'm preaching to the choir and, and your, most of your audience as well. Um, you know, a lot of wrestlers, especially the ones who don't necessarily make it, you know, they break down their bodies. I mean, this is the discussion we were talking about earlier, um, you know, with, with helmets and things like that. There's a lot of wrestlers that don't have a governor and they go and they give all that they have, including their health. And so when you look at the Cauliflower Alley Club and the benevolent fund that they have, that's for wrestlers who get on later on in life or they get to a place where maybe they've got some um, health concerns or they've got uh, some, some, some bills, health bills, um, you know, situations where they're financially in trouble. There's a benevolent fund that helps out these guys and gals who have given literally broken their bodies for this, um, this art, this craft. And, and so that's why the cauliflower alley exists. And so when I said to Hutch, I said, you know, what if we were to be proactive rather than reactive as well with Cauliflower Alley? What if there was a way that we could maybe, um, you know, Jim Ross talks about it all the time. I love Jim Ross when he goes out and hey, save your money, kid, save your money, kid, save your money, kid. He says it all the time. And it's the truth. There are so many little teeny tiny things where if you just started out your career um, from a from a financial standpoint, um, little habits that you would get into later on in life, you could be somebody who instead of receives from the benevolent fund could actually give and help grow the benevolent fund to help others and to be proactive with things. And, and, and so uh, Hutch thought about that and he said, you know what, that's actually a pretty good idea. 
leave it with me. Um, and then the next year he's like, Hey, you know what? We want to do a financial seminar. And that's what was COVID and all that stuff. So, so this is the first year that I've been able to get back since that year. And, and he asked me if I would be willing to do it. And, and, and since then, you know, I've started two podcasts and I've gotten, um, I've gotten pretty good at, uh, well, I was already pretty good at talking as you can tell, again, wrestling promoters, wrestling promoters know how to talk. Um, but I got to the point where, um, you know, I, I've been teaching a lot of this stuff anyway to people. And, and, and the idea originally was, um, you know, the concept of the meeting was, uh, financial fundamentals, even a pro wrestler can understand. And, and it was said tongue in cheek. Right. And, and, and of course we, you know, but that was the, that was the idea is that we simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. So, you know, I brought in with me, you know, four or five financial concepts that aren't attached to any product. They're not attached to any company. They're, they're um, just like cauliflower alley, non-denominational. You can have any promotion there whatsoever. And by the way, we should, AEW should be there. You know, uh, look at Al Snow. He should have, he should have an OVW boot there, totally non-denominational, non but, but that's really what it was. And, and I came up with some concepts about saving money, teaching people how money grows, how money, um, you know, money is an energetic thing. It is. If you read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, it talks about how money has an energy around it. And there are things about money that are fundamental and predictable. And, and if you do things right, you can actually set your course, um, you know, very, very easily and simply. And, and, and money is actually not that difficult to understand. And I gave four or five examples of how it's not difficult to understand. And I think we had 40 or 50 people there, which is great. But the way I look at it, and I said this to Hutch afterwards, I said, look, I'm not done. You want me to do this every single year? We want to make this a component Please. of the CACs? Uh, let's do it. So folks won't have to focus so much on the benevolent fund, but can actually um, put money into it. And, and when you got somebody who's young um, and they're starting to make some money at this wrestling thing, whether it's on the side, whatever, there's a lot of little things that are easy to do, but also easy not to do, but have insane consequences on the other side. So once again, talked your ear off. I apologize. Is that what you're looking for? Did I sum it up? Okay. Is that, is that, is that right? You were in the room. Is I thought that, that I was, I thought that was perfect. I guess the only thing that I would add, uh, and j just to kind of make sure that we kind of dot the I and, and cross the T's is yes, sir. Uh, what I took away from it the most was it's never too late to start. Absolutely. Putting your money in a place where there are no guarantees in investing, right? I remember you saying that, yeah. but there are strategic ways to invest your money that almost assuredly you won't regret. And Absolutely. I remember you gave the example of, you know, if you're 22, 23, and you start talking about, you know, this money starting to accumulate interest, putting it in the right place. I know you talked about, you know, CDs or things that our parents all told us about that maybe aren't quite as efficient as we maybe were led to believe. Um, I'll let people reach out to you directly if they want more sure. specific information. And sure. of course, guys, if you're going to CAC, there's a lot of things to see, a lot of different conversations and interviews. Um, and, and all of them are, are will will change your perspective in a sense. But I'm not so sure that all of them have the capability of changing your life and the trajectory of your family's life the way that Mike's seminar did because it, it kind of took it out. No, no, and I, no. Listen, I appreciate you, man, because you didn't have to do this, bro. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you didn't have to do that. You're doing well. You've got your company. You've got a lot of respect in the community already. But I think just from perceiving your presentation that you did it out of the goodness of your heart to try to give back to the pro wrestling community, which sounds like has given a lot to you already. 
It has, and I appreciate it so much because when I got into it, you know what? I'll tell you what the pro wrestling has given given me acceptance. It gave me a way that. Uh, you know, through my firm, I can give back to the community that isn't a walk or a golf tournament. You know, no offense to those guys. No, no, they're that good too. That, but, they're good too. <laughs> but, but the I the, the and 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 because of that, um, I got invited behind the curtain, and 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 I got to. I'll tell you this: I had a lot of people come up to me and ask me about the financial stuff. I'll t- I had three indie promoters come up to me and ask me about the idea of, okay, well, what do you mean? You were in the black before one ticket was sold. Like, what do you mean by that? Mm. And I, I, I don't care. We, we did it for charity. We didn't do it for profit. We did it for charity. Um, I'll open the entire playbook. I'll open the entire playbook and give people ideas about sponsorship and ways to, to actually run it like a business. Cause it's the pro wrestling business. And, and, and there are a lot of promoters out there that run it as the pro wrestling hobby or the pro wrestling vanity project. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make any waves with anybody, but preach. if, If you're in the business, then don't you want to stay in business? Isn't that the number one rule of business is stay in business. And, 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 and there are ways that you can do it very easily um, and, and be profitable moderately. And, and, and I've learned a lot. Like, again, when I got smartened up after the third invasion, um, you know, I, I was given a whole bunch of different business, uh, lessons as to what makes a good promotion, but also what makes a profitable promotion. And, and, and it certainly wasn't a lot of the ways that as a wrestling fan, I thought, um, so be, getting smartened up to that stuff, uh, it, it was essential. I, I, I'm so grateful. I'll never not be grateful for it. And if this is a way that I can give back to this business, I never worked in the ring. I wasn't a hand in the ring, Same. but if I can find ways to give back and to help folks, um, you know, I've got a, I've got like Liam Neeson says, I, 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 uh, I have a special set of skills that it's just very unique and I'll willing to share it with anybody. Love it. Love it. Sunny money. You're a family man. The word money is in your moniker, man. I know you're you're getting the energy similar to what I caught at CAC just a couple of weekends ago, man. Your thoughts on what you heard here so far from Mike? No, it's spectacular, man. And I wish we could go for another nine hours because I know Mike could just drop so many jewels <laughs> of knowledge. Uh, well, you know, not only besides that, Mike, I mean, you also got your hands on some other things here, man, as a host of the Letterman podcast, host of the yeah. E-Cast. But, you know, there's one thing that I'd like for you to kind of speak on, and it's kind of hitting a little bit close to home here also with me. You're the best-selling author of She Changed Me, One Ordeal, Two Perspectives, a book of the collection of lessons you learned while your then 18-month-old granddaughter was being treated for cancer at the hospital. And the reason I bring that up, um, wow. my oldest, my oldest son, Nicholas, uh, we go in for his MRI this upcoming Thursday. He will be having a major open heart surgery in the near future. So a little bit of relatable there, man. But can you kind of talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. Just give me one sec. I'm just going to grab something off the shelf here. Sure, 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 sure. Sonny, just when I thought this interview couldn't get any better, you know how closely ha- so, yeah, ca- my cancer has hit um, home. Uh, uh, j- just wanted to finish this thought, Mike. Uh, you know how closely han- yep. cancer has hit home here in the Martinez household. Yep. So thank you so much for bringing this up, man. I no, appreciate absolutely, you. Go, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I, I appreciate it too. I'll, I'll talk about it uh, you know, to anybody who will listen because at the end of the day, family is everything. And um, um, um you know, I hate to say fortunate, but we were fortunate to go through, um, my granddaughter is my best friend in the world. Like she is my absolute, absolute best friend in the entire world. Um, here's the cover to my phone. I don't know if you can see her little four-year-old. Yeah, a little right? closer, just a little closer. 
Yeah, look at Perfect. her. Perfect. That's wonderful, man. You what know, a blessing. She's, she's four, um, and she is just my my best friend in the whole world. When she was 18 months, I got a picture of her when she was four days old being held by Mick Foley. Uh, one of the one of the clone one of the clone invasions, the day she was being born, I actually had to go to a press conference while she was being born to hand out checks uh, to all these charities and to, to hype up Friday night's match. Well, she was born, I think it was on a Monday or Tuesday on the wow. Friday night was the match. And I've got pictures of Mick holding my brand new granddaughter. She's my best friend in the whole world. Um, when she was 18 months old, we found out she had a tumor the size of my fist behind her tailbone, 18 months. And, um, we found out about it on Christmas Eve of 2019. Uh, we went down to Vancouver, uh, strangers in a strange land, to the children's hospital. Um, you know, our kids uh, with her got to stay at Ronald McDonald House. My wife and I, who are our granddaughters, our best friend in the world, we're like, we're not leaving. And so uh, we thought we were getting a cyst removed. It turned out to be cancerous. And we didn't, we left, uh, we went down there the day after Christmas. We didn't come home until um, the end of April. Wow. And, um, and yeah, the, the surgery, uh, seven hour intense surgery, they went in from the front and the back and then four rounds of chemo. And so, um, as you can imagine, as you both know, cancer's gone through your family, Sonny, you got, you got stuff going on yeah. in your, in your world. And I just, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, we along the way, and, and this is what they don't necessarily tell you, you're strangers in a strange land. Cancer has a lot of downtime. Um, certainly there are moments of high anxiety and high impact, but then there's also a lot of downtime. And, and so during that downtime, my wife and I learned a lot. Um, and we thought, well, how can we turn this negative into a positive and thank God Alara's is okay. It all worked out really, really well. We're, we're so grateful for that, but we learned a lot. And so my wife and I decided to write a book. And if you look, there's the cover. Uh, she changed me one ordeal, two perspectives, Candace Chisholm. You read till halfway through the book. Then there's the pictures, uh, pictures of all of us, Alara coming home healthy. Okay. When you flip the book, it's, she changed me one ordeal, two perspectives by Mike Chisholm. And it's, uh, the lessons that I learned and we both wrote, uh, we had an editor in our life that, that helped us. And she, she helped us shape how long each of our chapters were going to, or our books were going to be. And we both wrote down the lessons that we learned independently of each other. And once the manuscripts were done about two weeks before publishing, uh, Candy and I sat down on different, my wife's name is Candy. We sat down on different sides of the couch and she read my part and I read her part. It was the weirdest date night ever. <laughs> and I'll tell you the lessons that she learned were so vastly different from the lessons that I learned and the, the male female perspective uh, was incredible. And, and so we thought, well, we went through this, um, situation and we learned a lot. And so we thought, well, how can we turn this negative into a positive? And that's why we wrote, she changed me, uh, one of the two perspectives and you can find it on Amazon if you want, but this certainly isn't a plug for anything tonight, except for what you guys are doing. And, uh, I appreciate very, very much, um, you know, just even being asked about that. Thank you very much. No, absolutely, um, man. And like I said, that, you know, Renee spoke on it. It's hitting close to home for him and just any major medical issues and i know everybody in the world goes through them man but it really puts in perspective how important family is and yes money's important and shoot jobs are important and wrestling's important to us three fans here tonight on wrestle talk podcast but at the end of the day it's about family man you know what i mean it's about family well so said. 
Well, well, I'll tell you the number one thing. Uh, there, there's one thing out of there that self-care is extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, while we absolutely. were down in Vancouver, Scotty Mack, um, who at that point was running ECCW, this is before the the the, the uh, pandemic, things have changed down there. But um, Scotty Mack knew that I was staying in Vancouver. And he said to me, Mike, if you need to get out, we're running a show at the, Com- show at the Commodore Ballroom. Come on out. We're getting, just come be fed. You know, and, right. and, and, and I'll tell you this, when you have somebody who is in your life that is, um, uh, uh mortally, uh, ill potentially, yeah. I'll tell you this. I know it doesn't seem right, but you need self-care is the most important thing. Yep. It is, it is so important for you to be strong. It's just like that analogy when you're on the airplane, uh, and the masks fall down, mm-hmm. even though you love your kid more than you love yourself, it's so important to put your mask on first and then their mask on yep. and, and, and you and your self care when you're going through being, you know, being the man, being the caregiver, being the, the, the rock for your family it is really important not to let yourself to go below the empty line. And, and, and so self-care is extremely important. And while, one, while we were down there, I even wrote it in the book, you know, being invited to that event, he knew why I was down there being invited to that event. Um, it really, really helped. Bill Burr came to town. I went and saw Bill wow. Burr and I laughed for 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, you you know, know, with him. Because, that's a crazy and, man. <laughs> but, but when you have a family member that's ill, you think it's selfish. Men just – you think it's selfish to go and do that. It's not. It's essential. And I'll just – that's one of the lessons that I learned. But but as – if you're going through this right now, I, if there's one thing I can tell you at the top of the very list, the very tippy top of the list, is make sure you exercise self-care. Keep yourself strong so you can be strong for them. Yep. Take it and have your outlets, man. You know, and, and pro wrestling is my outlet. You know what I mean? I, I, I recently took up frisbee golf, disc golf. That is my yep. outlet. That is my three hours to myself to yep. not worry about the hospital bills and, and, and the wife and the kids and school and, and why Night Out doesn't brush his teeth and everything along those lines. But <laughs> no, uh, absolutely, Mike. And, and, and I love everything that I love everything about this interview, man. And like I said, I, I wish we could it. go another uh, nine hours. You know what I mean? But Night Out, I'm, I'm throwing it over to you, man. I'm almost speechless at this point, brother. Well, all I can say is I know that this interview is resonating uh, with some people. Just uh, reading a quick comment here. My father passed away from cancer in mm-hmm. 08. True inspiration for every firefighter, police officer. He was a real American hero. So we, we've all been touched by this. And Mike is just eloquent and intelligent enough to put it in writing uh, for you guys. Available on Amazon. Hit him up directly for more information. But more than anything else, I would like to say this. Um when you talked about the CSA or CAC earlier, you talked about the respect um, and the class in which the organization uh, kind of carries itself. Yep. And I think by adding you to that lineup, they have continued to extend that legacy, Mike. So Uh-oh. from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you. Uh, I look to reach out to you on a personal level as me and my family progress through our lives, as we try to set ourselves up to the future. Uh, so I'm going to be reaching out to you to, to, you know, maybe do a little consulting and, and get my finances right. I suggest that others would do the same, but if anything else, check out Mike. He's got great content. Uh, the the Letterman stuff that he does is fantastic. He was in New York a couple of a couple of days ago. It seems like Pimp and yeah. Merge doing his damn thing. And uh, for me, it just comes down to this, man. You you carry the baton of professional wrestling uh, with such class and such dignity. Uh, you're a humble guy. You're funny as hell. 
And I just enjoy talking to you, whether it's in person, like we did at CAC on yeah. the podcast, and just know that you're welcome back here on the Wrestle Talk podcast anytime. And welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, Mike. Uh, I appreciate it very, very much. I will come back anytime you guys want. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I, yeah, just I'm speechless with what you just said. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. Before you go, last thing. Uh, tell us where people can check out your next show if you've got one coming up or how they can find you on social media. Pretty please. So we haven't we're uh, one of the things about this fundraiser with Invasion is that we're extremely conservative. And and so since the pandemic, like we're just, you know, a month or two out of masks and things like that and all the all the stuff there. So uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to say more to come on that because we are talking about it. Um, and, and what the next one's going to look like. And, and we've got some very, very cool ideas that are being, we would love to break that news by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey man, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell to you guys first when we want to announce. Um, but, uh, but that's where we're at right now. We're, we're in the planning phases right now as to where things are going to go. It looks like, uh, you know, we're on the other side of this pandemic and that's really the, that's really the big thing for us. I mean, you know, when we, we, we're not going to run a show where every second seat has to be bare. We're not going to run a show where the energy is affected that way. We're just really conservative. And my hat off, by the way, to any promoter who was running things within the, like I, I think about Al Snow and what they were doing at OVW and, Crazy. and, 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 and some of the other people I know in the business that, uh, that, that ran through the pandemic, um, you know, adhering to all the rules around them, but whole and the fed. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Uh, the the workers who, who who performed under that phenomenal uh, with our model we're just gonna we're if we can't do it full bore we're not doing it um, there's too many variables and so but but it's coming so we'll we'll announce it here thank you guys for doing what you're doing uh, keep indie wrestling alive keep the Let's hype go. alive make it happen and uh, I just appreciate everything you guys are doing I'll come back anytime you want me love you no, here Sunny final thoughts. No, absolutely, Mike. You absolutely have to come back, man. And and please let me do the honors here uh, with you now being on Russell Talk Podcast tonight and, and and doing this fantastic interview. And I'm going to go back and listen to it tomorrow, and I can't wait. But Aww. on behalf of the Night Owl and Sonny Money himself, I officially would like to welcome you to the Russell Talk Podcast family. I'm in. Yeah. Peace and love, everybody. I Peace love and love. I, love I appreciate it. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mike Chisholm, man. Make some noise, man. Come on, man. Appreciate hey! you next time, buddy. Take it easy. It. Woo! What did I tell you, bro? Mike effing Chisholm. Yep. Dude, class guy. And what's awesome is he doesn't need to do what he does for the world of professional wrestling. Sonny. He doesn't need to share that knowledge that he has, but he does it because of the love that he has, not only for the sport today, but the history of it, um, you know, moderating his own thing, being there uh, as everybody was being inducted, man. We got to see Conan, who's dealing with his own health issues. Right. We got to see JBL. Uh, I'm, I got a Jerry the King Lawler story for you, Sonny. I'm not sure I can tell that one on the air. But okay, Mike was okay. still remember it. It, it yeah. involved a Catholic schoolgirl uh, thing. So <laughs> we might get into that some other time. But, right, but anyway, right, right, right. we are going to hit a very brief break. Um, we have a new song uh, that recently came out by one of our faithful friends, uh, Vince Sanity, and one of his buddies. So we're going to play about two and a half minutes of that, and then we're coming right back 
with our second featured guest of the evening. That's right, back-to-back badass interviews here tonight for episode 415 of the Wrestle Talk podcast with the one and only Big Daddy P. Are you ready for it, Sonny? Dog, I can't. Yo, just as hype. I, I don't know. What am I supposed to say over here, bro? You're in there with go. two guests back-to-back that are both dope. Bro. I can't Bangers. Wait, dog. Hey, but hey, let's hear that dope new Vansanity song. I've already heard it right now. It's called let's, Savage, let's, baby. Kooks, Vansanity, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about two and a half minutes with the rest of Wrestle Talk Podcast episode 415. Let's play it. Depression, it got me drinking more. Can't ever see cause the future bright. I've been dreaming more. Like a movie is on. I smell like Gucci. That's my uniform. It talked about the looted phones. How you strip off what you ain't got? Yeah, that's an MB. Never has he got other so don't even tell me. I got family that's ready. I got the cannon. I'm fanning. I need the bands and the phantoms. Ain't in no order. I'm guessing. I just need matches. Turn this shit into ashes. They probably say that I'm classes. I'm laughing. Can never face me. Got bitches drinking them babies. It's Cody. She don't need weight. We drink Cody. Then sipping lately. It's hella making me lazy. I ain't average. I be posted where the motherfucking bad. Why you fucking sleeping on this shit like it's a mattress? Man, with the mess, I'll be sexy as you madness. Put him in the casket, you know I'm a savage. You don't choose to be, you choose to cabbage. You don't want the smoke, you just a hoe afraid of action. I stay stuck to metal like a motherfucking magnet. Fully automatic, you trip against a blast. Why the fuck you mad? I got a bad bitch. I could fuck a pull of me even when I never had it. Yeah, my cellar high, bro. You gon' have to use the I ain't never lacking, so miss me with that cash. Shawty said she want my belt like I'm Inspector Gadget. I've been taking pieces lately, I can't think of captions. I've been talking shit cause I done been through all the action. Lights, camera, action. I do this with a passion, we do this for the asses. We be talking money, so just put me where the cash is. I was born a savage, you can keep the average. They be getting big mad at me cause I got that status. Yeah, we the hottest faction. Yeah, they not liking the adaption. Yeah, but I can't blame them cause we waxing. Yeah, it's young cause Bergen need a dragon. Yeah. I'm a savage. You don't choose to be, you choose to cabbage. You don't want the smoke, you just a hoe afraid of exit. I stay stuck to metal like a motherfucking magnet. Fully automatic, you trip against a blast. Why the fuck you mad? I got a bad bitch. I could fuck a pull of me even when I never has it. Yeah, my cellar high, bro, you gon' have to use the add it. I ain't never lagging, so miss me with that capsule. You don't choose to be, you choose the cabbage. You don't want the smoke, you just all up afraid of exit. I say stuck to metal like a motherfucking magnet. Fully automatic, you trip and get to blast.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That's right. We are back with more action here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I cannot believe that we've still got another featured guest to go. Sunny Money Mayo. That was a very brief break. Give me your thoughts on Savage by Kooks featuring Vinsanity, baby. Give right me- up my alley, bro. You know how I am. I'm Mr. Hip Hop himself, all right? And Vinsanity and Kooks. They already came out with one banger earlier in the summer. Now they're leading us in these cold Part winter two. days. But them speakers are going to be on fire with that song blazing, bro. Mad dope. Mad dope. Right. Shout out to them, bro. And Right, right. And we're going to get into Big Daddy P in just a second, man. But again, your thoughts on Mike Chisholm, uh, the energy that he brought, the knowledge that he brought. Um, what did you take away from that more than anything else? What a What a great human being. What a great human being to, to, to give back to the wrestling community, which I wish a lot more wrestlers and promoters and fans in general would do. Everybody kind of plants their flag of, hey, I'm pure AEW and I'm pure this local promotion. Hey, that's fine. But, you know, this is why I love being part of WrestleTalk podcast, because we bring in all different shapes and sizes. We have no enemies here. Everybody is loved. If you love professional wrestling like the Night Owl and myself, Bro, that's why you enjoy interviews like we just had with our first hour guest there, man. Great human being. I wish I was – I really wish I was in Vegas. And it would have been cool, JBL, RBD, Sabu, and all that. But for for that seminar, dog, man. Well, you're you're a family man like me, bro. Hey, listen, you're a family man like me, and I think we all think about this now that we're in our 30s, mid to late 30s. Like how how are we going to set up our family for success? And how are we going to set ourselves up for success? And it's not something that happens by accident. If you need more information on that, make sure you guys hit up Mike Chisholm, guys. Hit me up directly. I'll hook you, I'll hook you up with him. He, he is an ambassador for all things good. Make sure you guys look him up on social media, ASAP. On that note, Sonny, we got one last bit of business. Whoa. Whoa, what, what happened? Sorry, guys. My camera's acting up. I'm a little too excited here tonight, and I apologize for that. Um. It's I, been a few, you know what? I think it's been a few weeks, bro. You didn't want to mention it. No, hold on. You didn't want to mention it. I'm going to mention it. I don't give a shit because I shoot straight from the hip. It's what? that damn. It's that damn empire. It's that damn empire <laughs> that I'm not, they got I'm not something this to with do you. with it. They, they got do. something to do with it. Damn, damn them. I'm not going to get started on them tonight. But that damn empire, man, I know they Listen, have something to do with that. I'm, I'm not going to address it here and now because we got far more important things to do. And by the way, they got handled this past weekend. So I'm just going to let action speak for themselves. Now, Sonny, there was one last bit of business that I needed to get to before we got to our second featured guest. And that's, of course, thanking all the wonderful sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Royals Mills Transportation, our friend Dewan Mills. Rathbun Engraving, creators of the Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Barberman's Bar uh, Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri, King Kate Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Little Popeye Designs, of course, responsible for the brand new Wrestle Talk podcast Tumblr. Get it engraved with your name on it for only 25 bucks plus shipping. And of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the fantasy wrestling worldwide chapter. On that note, Sonny Money, I'm going to actually let you do this introduction because I know this is a guy you have a great deal of respect for as well. So I'll give you the platform as we introduce our second featured guest of the evening, the one and only Big Daddy P. Take it away, Sonny. Well, this gentleman is 
on a Wrestle Talk podcast, if not weekly, if not co-weekly, but he is a member of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. And you always see it on Wrestle Talk podcast social media. Send in your prayer request because this gentleman, he's going to shout you out. And hey, everybody has a prayer request. I have them daily, especially to this gentleman who we're going to be having the honor, the honor to have as our second hour guest tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are as excited as I am right now. Please put your hands together. Please give them like, share, and comments for our second hour guest, the one and only Big Daddy P. Than that freaking T-shirt you're wearing, man. What? Talk to us about that T-shirt a little bit, baby. I love it. I love First it. All, this was a gift. This was a gift. I love that. My kids. And what's really cool about it is they know I'm a huge Hershey fan. I mean, Who I is am. It? Uh, it, no, Hershey Kisses. The right, Hershey's. Right. But there's a description. What's it, it says? Like a human, but much cooler. And also knows how to solve all problems. See, Hershey knows how to solve all problems. <laughs> Hershey is actually an answer to prayer, man, because I love chocolate. But there really is only one kind of chocolate, in my opinion. What's that? that Hershey. Hershey. Hershey's chocolate. Number two, Big Daddy P, we normally don't get to play that much of your intro. I know I've asked you this question before. You've got your own custom entrance theme song. Can you tell us a little bit behind what's behind all the, 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 the head banging and the screaming? What's behind all of it? The thing is, what you see on the front end is different than actually what the lyrics are. The song says, blessed with a death wish, referring to it's better to live with Christ than die is game. So ultimately, there was a band called Fate of Adam, and I heard it. And I heard just how it opened up. And I thought, boy, that'd be a great opening song to get people fired up. Your intro theme is so hard, bro. That intro theme goes harder than most of the wrestling themes that I hear. I mean, I'm serious. Listen, Fate of Adam is the success of that, that song. They wrote that song. They gave me permission to use it. I added the big daddy. Everybody says, yeah, they always. They always say Big Daddy P, but it's Big Daddy P. See, that is the key. Yes, Sonny, are you taking notes? People, it's Big Daddy P. Got it, They Sonny. don't know what the P. Well, but let, let, let's see if online we can. That's, that, it's got to be Preacher, right? Big Daddy Preacher? Now, first of all, Drew's got a question. Am I an ordained minister? Absolutely. By the Lord Jesus Christ, when I was 31 years old, I accepted Christ as my Savior, and I knew why he gave me this big mouth. I couldn't understand why. (laughs) Now it's to share his love. 
It's to share one another, man. It's to be able to be loving and caring. So thank you for the hug, Susan. I appreciate that. But P stands for preacher. It also stands for Big Daddy Perry. P isn't Perry. There's one other P we can't talk about because that's just Big Daddy P. Hey, 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 you know, I like that. Wait, wait, we got to drop for that. We got to drop for that. Got him. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, listen, but but seriously, if anybody knew how I got that name, they wouldn't believe it. I got that name in jail, man. I never went to jail my whole life. At 44 years old, I fell behind in child support. God dried oh, me up. No. 1500 a month. I got dried up, right? Well, what I didn't know is the week before I went to jail, there was a guy, my cellmate, who was going to get saved. And I didn't know that. So I come into jail. I come into the cell and I'm like, finally, I get uninterrupted to read the Bible for 23 hours, no interruptions. So I start reading it. And all of a sudden I hear this faint voice and this guy says, hey, do you know that book? And I looked over, he was on the bottom bunk. I said, yeah. He says, well, I just got saved last week. He said, can you teach it to me? Can you tell me about it? I said, absolutely. So that that gave me a huge opportunity. And I realized why he sent me there. He dried me up because they were new. There were people, you know, while they're passing drugs and they're passing all this kind of stuff. I've got three little runners who were passing scriptures and prayer requests between cells. And I was only there 10 days. But on the 10th day I was there, the night before, these guys were trying to sweat me because I was bringing my Big Daddy prayers. That's P is for prayer, too. Yes. Um, so what ended up happening was they threatened me and said, if I come down with the Bible again tomorrow, I was going to get my ass beat. I said, really? So that night, I'm laying there, and I'm like, Lord, do I bring it down and get beat up? What do I do? He said, bring it down. I went down. All of a sudden, I'm down there, and I see in each corner, there's four different guys coming towards me. I'm like, here we go. All I could do is drop. You know what I mean? Drop and take it, because even if I get the two in front, I still got They're the two get you behind, yeah. and yeah. I ain't Bruce Lee, man. I'm not. I'm just big. No. I'll fall on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but, but as they got close, all of a sudden, I heard an officer say, Hartman, get to your cell. I got bailed out. I was gone. So that's when I learned even more to trust the Lord. So the name Big Daddy P came from jail from a guy named Phil, who they called him Big Phil, but compared to me, he was little Phil. And when I stood up, I said, no, Phil, I'm big. He said, you are definitely big. So I was the only one able to call him Phil because I was bigger than he was. So, but look, God will do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He doesn't need my permission. And that goes to all of you that are listening right now. Don't think we forgot about the prayer request because we didn't. And I know oh, we're going to get to those. No, we'll, we'll get to that. I promise I'll give you a snippet of truth. But the most important truth tonight is episode 415, which yes. is because the way you, you wrote it, it was EP dot four And I went Ephesians 415. I wonder what that is. And you're not going to believe, Renee, what Ephesians 415. It says, but speaking the truth in love. Now, you could speak the truth, but if it ain't in love, it ain't worth nothing. But if speaking the truth in love were to grow up in all aspects into him 
who is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body being fit and held together by every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part, causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Guys, that, that means us. He's using us to love and encourage one another because Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and don't see. The problem is you have to apply faith in order if you don't see something. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, things not seen. How strong is faith if you don't use it? And recently, the message that the Lord is giving me is this. If we would only ask. We don't ask. We don't include him. Too arrogant. No, no, it's not our fault. It's what we've been told. Yeah. It's been on uh, the television, the radio. It's always been about, you don't need God. We don't need God. All we need, no, no, we need the Lord. We need the Lord in our schools. And first of all, for anybody who says you can take God out of anywhere is a jackass. He's omnipresent. You can't take him anywhere. Nope. If he wants to. And so anytime they would pray and say, okay, Holy Spirit, come in this room. Well, you can't get the Holy Spirit out of the room. You don't have the rights to do that. So while we say all these things that feel good, they truthfully don't have any meaning. It's like the man upstairs, right? Well, one, there ain't no stairs that goes up there. Two, <laughs> technically, it's God with us. He's inside me. When I accepted Christ as Savior, God became in me, and his power through the Spirit is what gets me through each and every day. I, we would not have met if it wasn't the power of the Holy Spirit night out. Totally agree. I totally mean, agree. Shout out to the Mass Saint, by the way. Shout out to the Mass Saint, the film that brought Big Daddy P to the Wrestle Talk <laughs> podcast. It. If it had not been for pro wrestling legend Chris Whaley, uh, who deserves all of our respect right. for everything that he's done in the sport, who, by the way, now, he's uh, getting back in the he's getting back in the ring. He's okay, got a well, show I'm coming in, up November. He's got a he's down up. in he's Florida. Yeah. yeah, he's down in Florida, and and again, we'll provide that information to you guys towards the end of the show. But if you guys haven't already seen it, the movie, The Mass Saint, Perry, you played a part in the development of that movie, or at least in the promotional side of that movie. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? I know you're kind of going back in history a bit to when we first linked up. But The Mass Saint did really, really well on Netflix uh, during the time that it was on there. It may still be on there today, and it is the actual true life story of the mass wrestler, The Mass Saint, right? Well, yeah, first of all, it, it's it's on Prime. It's on, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on there anymore. You can get it, but get it out. It was Roddy Piper's last film. Greater is he that's in me, that's in the world. Absolutely right, Susan. That's 100% correct. But The Mass Saint, yes, 2016 is how I actually got into the wrestling business because they, when they wanted to promote the film, they weren't sure how they were going to promote it. And I said, we need to go grassroots. That's we right. need to start at an independent wrestling level because they know Piper. They know they're wrestling fans. So they'll love it. So immediately I found the local wrestling organization. I met the owner. He said, man, have you ever thought about getting into this business? I said, no. He says, well, you're now the general manager of Tennessee All Pro Wrestling. And that's where it starts. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and just within two seconds, I'm it's in the wrestling mouthpiece. business. It's that mouthpiece. But the thing is, dude, if I would have known back when I was standing, when Colt Hogan fought King Kong Bundy at the LA Sports Arena in that blue cage, if you remember, I was there that day. I was 13 years old. I, think. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I was at that event. You never told that story. But no, but not only that, dude, I got lost from my dad and I was stuck on the, I was stuck at at the top of the escalator and I heard behind me, excuse me, kid. I turned around. It was Hulk Hogan. I was five, 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 six. I was tiny. He was huge. I put my hand on his arm and my sister was on the other side on his arm and my friend Token also saw it. So I'm looking forward to the day that I get to meet Hogan again and remind him of that wonderful time because it was because of him that when I did accept Christ, I realized all the prayers, everything he talked about, which he's a a born-again Christian without a doubt. By the way, there is no such thing as unborn again Christian. You're either in the family or you're not. But that's a whole other issue in itself. Wow. Well, that's a that that's phenomenal for you to be able to tap into that. And I can't believe that after knowing you all this time, Perry, I didn't know that you had that experience. I know you're originally yeah. a California kid, right? Yep, LA. West LA. That that's so dope and, and crazy. Now, Sonny, I, I know I could take over this interview and confiscate it throughout the remainder because you know my relationship with Big Daddy B, who will be back in just a moment. But I know even you have said to me because we we received kind of some not always positive feedback. Hey, this is a pro wrestling podcast. Why are you guys you know always bringing this guy on? You know, I'm not necessarily. I don't believe what he believes. But you. Before you even joined as a co-host, you always encouraged me. You're like, Night Owl, if you believe the FWWC is the right thing for Wrestle Talk, do it. If you yep. believe Snippets of Truth is the right thing for Wrestle Talk, do it. So I want to yep. allow you to speak to that, and then we'll bring Perry back on, and you can jump in with any questions you have. Go ahead. No, absolutely, man. And and then I've always stuck to my guns when it comes to you or uh, anybody with the Wrestle Talk podcast to come on here and express what you believe, man, as long as you're not hurting nobody or anything like that. Um, you know, and I'll get a little personal here, and we'll relate this right back to Perry. Um, this is a shoot, and I usually don't do this on Wrestle Talk, but we're doing it tonight. Um, for those who follow me on my personal Facebook page, I'm going through a journey with no alcohol myself. Uh, last November 14th, my oldest son, Nicholas, he turned 14 at that time. And on his 14th birthday, I said, you know what? I'm done drinking beers on the weekend. I didn't drink during the week, but I definitely drank one too many on the weekend. And in that time, God willing, I make it to this November 14th and I celebrate a year sober. In that time, I read more of the Bible than I have really in my entire life. I grew up in a Catholic household and we didn't really follow church. My teenage years, my my years in my 20s, I've always had a personal relationship with God as I believe everybody does. At least I hope they do. Uh, but wasn't really going to church, wasn't really reading the Bible, but always praying and always talking to God. Now, in this past year, I've gone to church more than I probably have in my entire life. I've read the, I've read, I read the Bible still even this day. Every morning I wake up before Facebook, before a cup of coffee or anything. I'm reading a verse out of the Bible every night before I go to bed. I'm reading a verse out of the Bible. So um, it's now even more special to me now than it would be a year ago that we have big daddy p on here and 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 those prayer requests mean even more to me now than they did a year ago so big daddy p i just you know thank you so much man i i I really do appreciate you being a part of the wrestle talk podcast family because it it hits something kind of close to home for me do you understand Sonny, that you're one of the reasons why i do what i do absolutely I was once told a story about a man who was on a mountain who was looking down on a beach and there was a guy throwing things in the water. And as he got closer, he noticed starfish were washing up on the water and they were dying. So he was trying to throw them all in the water. There were thousands. The guy says, well, you can't save them all, can you? He said, nope. 
reached down, picked one up, threw it in the water and said, but I saved that one. So Sonny, just know, I always ask the Lord to show me at least one person that God has affected. And let me tell you, there is nothing you can do to impress him. He loves you. He died. When he was on the cross, he had you and your problems in mind. And we all have addiction issues. I have addiction issues to food. I love food, man. I struggle with it every single day. So you just know, man, that the work that you've done is not in vain. And he knows. And listen, alcohol, I've grown up with it my whole life. I've watched friends die from it. And I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Keep going. Because you have nothing to lose. And again, that's what this is all about anyway, guys. I mean, we can have all the fun we want and talk, but if we don't have each other, if we don't encourage each other right now, we've got nothing, man, because this world is so screwed up. But that's what makes it so wonderful because we have something to look forward to. So if anybody ever comes to me and says, well, I don't believe what you believe, da, 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 awesome. Yep. God still believes you and he still loves you and he's ready for a hearing anytime you want to give him a hearing whenever you're ready. Cause he's a gentleman, man. He didn't force me into nothing. I all the way to 31 years old, I was in a hotel room with a girl and right in the middle of doing some stuff, a question was asked in my head. And that was, is this all the love you think you can have? That was, that was, I was 31. I was, I'm 51 now. So it's been 20 years. And I can tell you, I had no idea what love was until I met my wife, Jamie. But by the way, I do have to tell you, Renee, you, you don't know where I'm at. This is a different view for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, like, what is the background, dog? I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm actually in the mess to a message music recording studio. And I'm actually in, in where the vocals are done. I know you but, said you were going back to music, baby. Well, I love I, it. I've, I've got I've got practice every Tuesday and Thursdays. But I always try and make sure that I'm out because I'm in an area that doesn't have good internet. So today I wanted to make sure that I stayed a little later to rehearsal so I could get in to have a nice signal because I saw these prayer requests. And first of all, I want to talk about someone right now who is probably hurting more than the majority of the people. And that is Kevin Nash. And that that news that hit with his son was absolutely devastating. And I'm not saying ever, anybody else's problems are not as big, but God, but I can't even imagine right now what he must be going through because they've gone at it in the past. And I just pray and hope that they had a chance to come back together before this happened. So individually, guys, on your own prayer time, add Kevin Nash because he already has a drinking problem, I believe. I don't know, and I ain't judging the man at all, but on some of the latest podcasts I saw, he seemed a bit sloshed. I could be wrong. Maybe he's under medicine, but whatever it is, and again, I'm not judging him. I'm just saying we don't want him to get back in and to get worse with his recovery and all that he's done because of this situation. Scott Hall was a huge loss for him. It was one of his best friends. That's, and Sonny, now that's Sonny's favorite wrestler. Yeah, and, yeah, and now his son. So for sure, when we pray tonight, I know we're going to cover that one. I also know we've got the prayer request also from Rick P in regards to... Now, let me ask you. They There were two prayer requests that mentioned SDL in a school. There was a school shooting in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Two separate deals. Two separate two deals. Two totally separate. So, okay. So we got one from Rick P. We got one about Kevin Nash. And then we've got one from Chris in Missouri. Was there any more that came in just so that I don't forget as we're going? Uh, I think that was about it, Perry. 
Okay. Now, uh, one other thing, there were a couple of things that I, I wanted to talk about because again, our world is, we're, we're kind of running out of time. Um, either one of two things are going to happen. Either we're going to finish this interview or Christ is going to come back. Either way, we're winning because I'm not going to let anybody <laughs> who's listening tonight, if you've never given God a try, if you've never tried him, forget religion. It ain't about religion. It's all about relationship. He wants a personal, he wants, I don't care if it's what you're going to wear in the morning. If you ask him what you want to eat, whatever it is, the problem is we don't ask him for the things that we want. We think he's too busy or we're not important. And I want to remind you, not only are you important, but you're part of his, you're part of his kingdom. He said, I will build my church. And he uses us every week, man, to reach people. We, pray we for just got daughter, another son. We just Hold got on. another one. True. Okay. Drew. We just got another one. You see, now listen, I'm telling you, man. Now, but now, by the way, I am not some prayer genius. Okay. You can pray to God directly, but just know that, that as an ambassador of Christ, my job is to represent him. That includes people that come forward with prayer requests. Okay. I don't do special healings. I don't do the gift that God gave me is one simple gift, four letters, and it's not what you think it's love. That is the gift he gave me to love unconditionally, to realize and recognize that we all fall short. And if you think more highly of yourself than someone else, then you're not understanding what the gospel is all about. Everybody remembers John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But not everybody knows 1 John 3, 16, which mentions, says you will know love by this, that one lays down his life, for the brethren, but we also have to lay down the life for one well, another. Well, speaking of laying down your life for the brethren, you may have heard of all the violence in St. Louis over the last couple of days. It's made national news, and we have one of our loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family here, Aaron Wallace, requesting a prayer uh, request uh, on behalf of his brother's friend, who was a police officer uh, who was shot in Platoon Beach. Uh, Tyler Timmons was his name. And uh, again, he's petitioning for a prayer request. So we started with three. Now we're up to five just in the last couple of minutes. That's the power of snippets of of truth. That's That's why we do this every week, guys. And we don't always do a full-blown interview with Perry. And we will get back into the wrestling stuff here in just a minute. But I think that if even one person, you know, going back to your starfish story, even if we save one, if Just we're able one. to reach one, make an impact in one. Clearly, you've done it for Sonny. You've definitely done it with me, and it just continues to happen here live on the broadcast. It's, it's now, incredible. I need to introduce to you somebody very important in my life that God has brought into my life for multiple reasons, and he's the reason right now that I'm actually able to be on. And I want to introduce you to the lead singer and writer of our group, Mess to a Message Music. His name is Scott Sparkman. Scott, get over here, brother. And I know you can't hear, so I'm going to give you the headphones to say hello. This is Scott Sparkman with Mess to a Message Music. Oh, what's up, Scott? What's up, Scott? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast, man. I hope All you're right. enjoying. I hope you're enjoying the show from from sitting next to Big Daddy Peter. Right, right. Uh, big wrestling fan here. Absolutely. You too? Yeah. Yeah, the disease yeah. continues to spread. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he... <laughs> show uh, last week when we had Enzo. Wow, did you you guys have a great time or what? Yeah, Sold we out. Did. We had we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, we did. We got involved. Yeah, and it's a 
His wife was getting so fired up, man. It was hysterical. She yeah, yes. we, we, we had fun. We got to got to watch the territory show tonight. There's well, a new episode. You new should. Episode well, listen, we'll, we'll be happy to share anything you guys want us to share on the Wrestle Talk podcast media. But I want to thank you because uh, our listeners know that Perry is still on his way back from, uh, you know, medical issues. And he said to me, he's like, Renee, one of the things that's going to get me back to where I want to be is music. And so for you to be there to help facilitate that man, thank you, because the Wrestle Talk podcast is not the same without snippets of truth. It is not the same without Big Daddy P. So thank you for being that support system that he needs. Yeah, we just had the uh, small conversation earlier about the uh, the Born Again wrestlers, you know, uh, showing the way for, for other wrestlers and, and things, you know, these days, man, which is a – Really Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels, yeah. Teddy. There's Biasi, so many, Biasi. so many of them. Yeah, it's so incredible. Many. Yeah, yeah, and and hey, FYI, you may <laughs> not know this. Our first big interview in Wrestle Talk podcast history. I was telling my guys earlier, we're close to a thousand hours of content, Perry. And wow. still to this day, the interview that sticks with me more than any other was our first big interview, and that's when you helped facilitate the interview with Teddy Biasi. That was life changing for everybody associated with the Wrestle Talk podcast. It was just we we never we could never believe it, you know. Because up to that point, and all due respect to the local guys, all we had had was local guys, and because of that, that led to you know Chris Whaley and Savio Vega and so many other legends beyond that. So, yeah, man, God bless you guys, man, both of you guys, honestly. Well, nice to meet you. Nice talking to you. Pleasure. God bless you. You'll hear more from Mess to Message Music, I promise, because we're we're just bring we're, it. Fi- we're finally just getting the drums dialed in. That's There's, right. It takes a lot of work, man. It's not something that's done overnight. And and you know, we just started this group like what five weeks ago. Hey Perry, yeah. Hey, hey, but tell your boy too. Anything you could do to help us get some non-copyrighted music, we would greatly appreciate that. No <laughs> yeah, no, for no, real. We're having a real problem over here trying to monetize, bro. That's all I got. No, say. no, of course. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it is. You're right. It is difficult. It but is. anything is possible, right? That's, That's right. The Lord so right. good. All right, all right. You guys ready to get into some pro wrestling topics? Because Perry, on top of everything else, I know you know you're wrestling. You want to do a couple of hot topics with us, if you don't mind? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. Now, Sonny Money, you and I were having this conversation earlier, and Sonny actually threw this high spots question out. We addressed it earlier, but we want to get your thoughts. Let's go and throw it back up here. In case you can't read it, I'll go ahead and read it out loud. It says, besides the wrestlers in the ring, what would you consider the most important part of a professional wrestling show? You worked as a ring announcer. The fans. You've done music. The fans. You, you, without the fans, you got nothing. And without the wrestlers, you have no show. Without the promoter, you have no show. But without the fans, the fans are the most important reason why every wrestler that I know is in this business. Because they want to for at least three minutes, if their match is, let's say, five minutes, they want to provide five minutes of something to forget people's problems, and they can focus on that. But the fans, without a doubt. Yep. All right, question number two, and you're basically echoing what Sonny said, so well done. I'm sure he's (laughs) loving that. Absolutely. (laughs) Number two, this was a question that I brought to the table. Uh, With all the recent attention on CTE and concussions in uh, in sports as a whole, uh, is it time to rethink safety measures in the world of professional wrestling? What are your thoughts, Big Daddy P? Well, first of all, the word professional requires training. 
Doesn't mean trained wrestlers don't get injured. Preach. They do. They do. But let me tell you, and some of the greatest, in, look, I, I can't help but think of Bret Hart and Goldberg, okay? Yep. Ugh. Bret well, Hart. Bret can't seem most, to forget about it either. He's the most <laughs> bitter person. And I get it, man. I get it. I, I, I know what it's like. I never had his success in any way. But I know what it's like to want to do something and not be able to do it. The fact is, is that in this business, you're going to get hurt. That It's part of it. And I think why they're getting, people are getting more injured now than even 10 years ago is because they have to make it look more real. Yeah. And, and, and and everything's in 4k. And, and I, I always make this joke about don't punch like a girl, but the fact remains, don't punch like a girl because some (laughs) of the girls they're, you know, and, and it's not a female thing. I mean, untrained. Training is the most important. If you are going in there with only one training under your belt, and that's there's it. no excuse, by the way. There no, are schools not with all the now. training organization, and even there's, online, even there's they're offering online stuff now. So, but until you get in that ring, there is no other sport that I can think of that is more abusive to the body than professional wrestling. So, on that note, I'm going to piggyback here. What safety measures should they implement? I talked about the potential of, you know, requiring elbow pads, knee pads, and potentially even kind of a helmet like Kurt Angle used to wear. Uh, who's the guy on Impact now, Sonny? That we Josh Alexander. About? There's a couple of guys that wear that. Would you be opposed to that? Would that turn you off to professional wrestling, uh, no. Perry, if they started using that sort of stuff? I've, no. got, I've got a little thought on that. Yeah, being a uh, wrestling fan, you know. Oh, here we and, go. And, and with the question, I can't get in the shot. Come with on, the yeah, question, boom. with the question, you know, it may be time. Is it time to rethink safety measures in professional wrestling? It may be time, uh, you know, uh, as far as training or you know, uh, uh, band mood or you know, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it could be. It may be time, you know. But I was watching the, the documentary on Davy Boy Smith last night, you know, wow. and and this guy. And he just laid it all out there. You what know, a but, legend. But, but you know, before he had a wife, before he was married, before he had a family, he was a professional wrestler. You know, that was his first love and his first passion. And, you know, it, and to him, it, was, it seemed to be more important than his wife and his family, tragically, you know. But, uh, I mean, what's this guy did, you know, and, and what they do and what they put their bodies through. And, and I was thinking, you know, I love to sing and be on stage and perform, you know, and I've questioned, you know, whether I may go down on the stage. I may fall off the stage and break my neck, but I don't want anybody telling me not to do it because, you know, it's it's dangerous up there, you know. It, and I'm willing to fall off the stage and break my neck for something that I love, you know. So, and, and that and that's my, because my thought, you know, hey, both right. you guys have headsets now. That's wonderful. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. But yeah, it may be time to. Rethink. I just don't want it to end up like the Pro Bowl. I mean, that was the worst Pro Bowl this year I've ever seen. I was like, they're not even tackling. They're not doing. Why play? Right. If you're going to do it, do it. But if you're going to do it, you do it right. And but even in even in the old days, people still got injured, man. No matter how safe you were, no matter how uh, how the moves were scheduled, things still happen. And 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 even in sports today, look at all the safety measures they've added in football. And 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 has it affected the game? Absolutely. 
a little bit for sure. Sonny, uh, I want to I want to have you jump back in here because I know that this was a topic you were very passionate about. So, what are your thoughts here after hearing what the gentleman had to say? No, and, and, and it's kind of like you know what he's saying about being up on stage. He knows the risk. Hey, yeah, he's up there singing and he's jamming and he's enjoying his music, but he knows that there's a chance he could fall off the stage. And and it's just basically what I was saying earlier. When these guys sign that waiver in the wrestling school. And, and, and you sign a contract with WWE, AEW, TNA, whoever, you know, you got to understand that those are the risks. You know what I mean? Hey, I, I drive a tractor trailer for a living. I'm a truck driver. I understand that tomorrow I could go out there, get my truck, and someone could wreck right into me. And I could not only take their life, or they could take my life. And it's even more of a factor because I drive all the time, so that increases the risk for an accident. But I understand that, and I make a good living doing that, and I provide services to everybody around doing that, making sure everybody has water and so on and so forth. Wrestling is a service to us because it is our outlet for to not think about bills and health and so on and so forth for two or three hours a week. I want to see them go balls to the wall, so... Okay, and, and I can only counter your point with this. You're a truck driver. Your job is to deliver stuff. And even though it makes you look a little bit less cool, you still wear your seatbelt, right? It does, yeah. I still wear my seatbelt, but the That's risk is saying. still there. But the That's risk all I'm is saying. still there, brother. I, my, my thing is wrestling is going to be dangerous no matter what kind of headgear and elbow and knee pads you put on guys it's not going to take away from their ability to get their product over to wear a helmet during the match especially if it means that i get three or five more years of stone cold and three or four my five years more of red heart if that's the, if that's the sacrifice that i have to make to watch my favorite wrestlers continue their careers i'm more than okay so you're, so let me ask you this real quick, and, and and Big Daddy P, I want you in on this also too, my friend. So you're, so let me ask you this this flat out question: You enjoy NFL more now, or do you enjoy NFL more when we came up, Renee? Way before, yeah. No, now, there, there's, yeah, there's no question. Yeah. There's no, there, there's no question. You're gonna give something up, and but and I'm more than willing to see that happen if I get three more years of Barry Sanders, if I get three more years of Jim Brown, if I get three more years of Terrell Owens, I'm more than willing to give up a little bit of the entertainment value to see my favorite guys continue their careers and not end up like Muhammad Ali. I just got to say that broken arm or a torn ligament is one, one issue, but you know, brain, brain injury, you know, it's totally junior say bro. Look at junior say Look at uh, the Tennessee quarterback, uh, Steve McNair, how these guys ended up. And I understand that, but in the same breath, and it's kind of like what I said earlier. I'm letting my I'm letting my thir- almost thirteen year old son play football. And this was a discussion that I actually had to sit down and have with his mother. And it was more me talking than her of saying, "Hey, should we let him play? Should we not let him play?" Based on solely on CTE and concussions, not broken arms, ligaments, fingers, and toes, and all that. But we understood. We understand, and he also, as much as he can, at almost thirteen years old understand the risk i'm not going to take away his childhood he has a passion for football and i explained to him hey you're going to get your bell run especially playing offense and defensive line he understands those risks i understand those risks you know what i mean so and yeah there's so many per- precaution and safety measures but at the same time i want him to go out and i wanted him to crack some heads bust some bust some people up man and push some people down on the ground and make some kids who not want to come back into the game again this is kind of like how i related to ecw earlier ecw that was got a great over example 
You know what I mean? ECW got over because there was ladders and flaming tables and so on and so forth. Yeah, those guys were hurting probably more than the WWF guys when they were at Denny's at the end of the night. But, dude, it's professional wrestling, brother. Again, if if they, I want them to be as safe as possible. And Renee, like I said, I put that on my social media. But if I'm going to watch ballet, then I'm going to go watch ballet. <laughs> Russian. I say, hey, I say, bring. Hold on, I say, bring back roller derby, and we'll all be happy. That's right. Everybody gets scrapped. Hey, by the way, hey, what's that ladies' football league? Right. They yeah, hit the harder than in the NFL does. Yeah, they go hard. Yeah, they go hard. the lingerie league. Yeah, yeah, they go. Yeah, they go. <laughs> I can't watch that with a clear conscience. Sometimes. Yeah, we went, we went from prayer more, requests to lingerie it, football, but it's more aggressive. <laughs> that yeah. football is more aggressive than yeah, the NFL. Yeah, and that's it's, why it's, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you're you're talking to a cheese fan who had to suffer a few weeks ago with a a strip sack uh, fumble turn into a uh, roughing the passer. So I, you know some of it goes overboard and I'm with Sonny on that one. Like if we're going to start putting this and that and requiring this and that on everybody, where do we draw the line? It's going to get so and, and watered down that it's not going to be, be fun the anymore. problem. And that would be the, be and that would anymore. be the exact, that that's would be point. the exact problem right now, because you're going to say, okay, now we're doing helmets and this, that, and the other. And the next thing you know, they're going to be taking suplexes on the trampoline. And you know, if some guy turns 90 degrees the wrong way and gets a, a, a scrape on the trampoline, oh, match is over. I mean, it's that's over. what it would, that, that's what it will lead to. I I really believe that. Look at Hangman Page. Oh gosh, what was he doing? He wasn't. I mean, he yeah. just turned around and took a no- Moxley the hits the line. Yeah. Right. Well, time. it's like what happened to uh, Perro Perro Aguayo Jr. when he was wrestling AAA against Rey Mysterio. Caught yeah. the six one nine, killed the guy doing a six one nine, which is like a super safe move. You put your hands up, you fall back, you take the pin. One two three, it's over. It's, it's I mean, Giants. Or, Giants. Giants, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard was literally walking. Go back and watch the video. Walking on the football field and blew his ACL out. I mean, he he was walking. You know what I mean? It, it's it's but it, he knew what it is. It's part of the game. You know what I mean? I just I can't preach that even, one enough. Even Enzo knocking himself out. You remember that? Oh gosh, Go, the I rope, mean that the rope yep. that was. This is what I almost I almost wanted to ask him about that, but he was too busy going over his match. Right. even discuss it. But right. by the way, I, I got to tell you, man, not only did Enzo show True up pro. and not True only did Enzo show off like he always does, but he gave glory to God in the ring, brother. I was like, hey, Eminem, I did M- not Eminem, see that coming. Eminem, Eminem. Did it. Eminem did it in the, in the latest, uh, what album was the DJ Khaled album, man? All praise. All right. One last wrestling quick hitter. And then I'm going to need both of you gentlemen to put your helmet on for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. It'll be Sunny Money Mayo against the one and only Big Daddy P. Cali oh, versus yeah. Philly, baby. It's about to go Whoa. down. Are y'all ready for this? All right, I got All right, I got one more for y'all, and it'll be a quick hitter. And it's recent, and it's up-to-date wrestling uh, uh, fodder, okay? The question is simple. More intriguing matchup, Brock versus Bobby or Omos versus Braun? Our guest always gets the opportunity to go first. Big Daddy P, hit us. Oh, God. They're both terrible in a way. I get I get why they're doing it. I do. First of all, Braun, Braun, Braun Strowman's latest uh shot with Omos, he looks so cool. I even sent him a message on Instagram. I said, bro, that promo 
That shot is the best shot you've good. And he looks incredible, man. Better than I've ever seen him look. No uh, I bucks. think I think the almost match is probably more intriguing to me than than the Brock versus Bobby because I've they they buried Brock so bad and so many times lately. Even him losing to to Roman and it's just. I don't know what they're going to do. Is that really being buried, though? You lose the main event? Is that really being buried? I think we, we've we blurred what being buried actually means. I Good mean, I, I hate to disagree with you, Big Daddy P, but. Well, I I just think that 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 you can only make him look so strong and you can only make him look so weak. And if he's if he's being, if he's being, I mean, how many times have we seen him in Roman Reigns? Seven times? Yep. Then there'll be there'll be more. <laughs> right. And so so but I also think they're cleaning up a lot of stuff too. That now that Vince is gone, Hunter's getting a lot of his guys back, which is good. I can't wait for Eva Marie to come back. I'm probably the only what? one. <laughs> yes! I'm so excited. Wait, wait, I think I think we have a drop for that too. Wait a second. Oh, big daddy P, you're killing me with that. <laughs> I always want, look, I, the last time she came back, I'm like, come on, you're going to do it. Listen, that, re- that reminds me, that reminds me of a certain Mexican individual who hosts Russell Talk podcast who tried to tell me that Alicia Fox was a WWE Hall of Famer, all right? Shots so. fired! Shots fired! Jeez Louise. Longevity, man. Longevity. By the way, Perry, Louis. Perry, listen, listen, I, I got a recommendation for you. This is with all due respect. Forget Eva. Scarlet, no, just get I, you get some scarlet in your life, and that's yeah, all you really okay. need. Yeah, I, I haven't seen her really do much. That's blasphemy. I'm not. I, I I'm not even going to address that. I, yeah, that's blasphemy. She spent, wait, she spent a lot of time on NXT, right? Uh, yeah, scarlet. with Karrion Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross. I wasn't watching about these women. Hey, listen, you better give me almost versus Braun all day long. All right, listen. It's not almost. Listen, listen, almost. <laughs> At that at that height, you expected him when he came on TV to move. I ex- I expected him to move like the great Kali. I expected my man. He couldn't even. I, I was like, this dude can't lift his freaking like leg Lee. over. He's like Keith Lee. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's yeah bro. It's incredible what he can do. Ron left. And as the good old JR likes to say, he went and learned a new wrestling move. He went out, and I didn't really change his look or his gimmick or whatever. He came back, and I'm just, oh, the monster. And, yo, he came back in KC. I got to witness that one live. That was dope. Um, You know, and he ran through the tag division like he was supposed to do, build him up. So now, Brock versus Bobby, that should have happened 12 years ago. Hogan and Flair didn't happen until 94. Vince missed the boat. He should have did it in 92 with the WrestleMania, and he missed the boat. And when Hogan and Flair finally touched at Bash of the Beats 94, it wasn't as interesting. Too late. And and that's the same thing with Brock and Bobby. You're trying to get me over with the U.S. champion and Brock. Nah, bro. I'm straight on all that. You give me almost versus Brock. By the way, listen. Listen, and I hate to disagree with you, but this is the best Bobby Lashley we've ever seen on the mic and what he brings to the table inside the ring. And the same could be said about Brock Lesnar. Back then, Brock Lesnar wouldn't even dare touch a microphone. Now he's doing his own thing. He's got the cowboy hat. He's got the swagger. Why are you going to try to tell me that it would have been a bigger deal back then than it is now if the Saudis are willing to pay $30 million to watch these guys in the ring right now? 
because nobody would have paid thirty million dollars for him because back the then. Saudis are willing to pay thirty million dollars to see tugboat versus Yokozuna, and they don't care if you got to dig on, them up out of the grave. No, I'm being dead serious, brother. No, hey, go look it up. No, I'm being dead serious. The Saudis were asking for deceased wrestlers, bro. They didn't know they were deceased or not. Much respect to the Saudis. Whoa, 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 hold on, though. So did our president. But listen. Listen, uh, listen. Where is Jackie? Where is she? The pro wrestling crowd. Got him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to get myself together right now. The pro sorry. wrestling crowd has been asking for Brock versus Bobby 10 years ago. Okay. Yes. Again, I'm going to relate it right back to that point. They were dying for Hogan. Omos and Braun either. No one asked. No it one cares happened. about Omos and Braun, bro. Hey, no uh, uh, you say that, okay? When I will do Kurt, listen, hold on. I'll make you guys hold a on, deal. Hold on. Whoa, 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 hold on. Sonny, hold on, hold on, Perry. Just got, Braun just got slammed by Otis, okay? He got good. slammed by Otis a few weeks good. ago. And now he's It's like It's not a good look. But you're putting your character over. So listen, this is what I will do. I personally will do this for you, Big Daddy P. I will go back because this is so big in the wrestling community. I know it doesn't mean as much here, but I will go back and look at the TV ratings myself and see what Braun and almost draw compared to one gave a stuff. Hey, the fans are watching, Renee. The fans are watching. We already got the answer right here. Listen, a dime, not a dime, not a dime. Never, Never drew a dime. I'm Not sorry. A dime. Not a I'm dime. sorry. Brock, Brock is going to draw far more than any of those guys. Brock, Brock is all the went. time. So what? It's Brock funny. is a marquee name. You Son, need yeah. to build more guys. You know what I mean? I agree with you. Braun came and went, and nobody gave a damn. Almost was gone, and people missed MVP more than they missed almost. I'm sorry to tell you that, but right now, as far as marquee, what do people care about more? It's probably going to be Brock and Bobby, even though it's 10 years too late. The but notoriety, the and I'm with you is, though. They the should question build is more intriguing, more intriguing hoss yeah. match, more intriguing. Do okay, you so think? What's Brock, what's Brock? What's Brock and what's Brock and Bobby going to do except clothesline and spear the shit out of each other and German suplex the shit out of each other? And the crowd will be into every single oh, second man. of it. Every suplex, one, yeah, two. of course, yeah, no, of, of course. course, they draw and they and they do good what they what they do. But give me new stars, give me a I'm new you. new. I'm with you yeah. on that point though. From from a, a future perspective and building yes. a talent perspective, that's what you do. But intriguing, what are people going to be more intrigued by? It's definitely going to be Brock and Bobby, even if it is ten years too late. Listen, I mean, that's I'm just gonna, the facts. I'm gonna say or, or I'm gonna say Go ahead, Big Daddy P. Go or ahead, Nick, Big Daddy P. Uh, what do you got? Big Nikki Ash, get out of here, man. And we about to boo hey, you out. She's of back here. with a new gimmick. No, Thank no. God it's not sweatpants. No. Listen, I'm going to say this real quick. I believe I won this argument just like I'm about to win this game show challenge. So, Big Daddy Ooh, P, let's go. you can take all your Eva Marie's and your Nikki Ashes and all that. It's much love <laughs> to you, my friend, but the gloves are off at this point in time. Yeah, you dealt with nice conservative Steve Mayo in the basement right, of Kansas right. City. All right, all right. Sonny Money Mayo. Yeah, let me, go let me get into this intro. I'm going to go ahead and take the center towel here because I do have the privilege of hosting tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. If you guys wouldn't do me a favor in the back and go on ahead and hitting that music, because tonight's edition 
is going to be a very, very special one. Hit it. Somehow Big Daddy Peace turning this into a freestyle. I love it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for a best two out of three falls. Our contestants are Big Daddy P and the Wrestle Talk Podcast very own Sunny Money Mayo. In a few moments, I will ask three questions about a professional wrestling topic. Whoever you think, is the correct answer simply shout it out. The first person to score two out of three falls will win tonight's game show challenge. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Love to hear it. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast game show challenge category is NWA World Champions. That's right. We don't just talk WWE here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We cover all facets of professional wrestling. You better know that. Take notes. Please note the name of the category, which will again be NWA World Champions. In a few moments, I will give you information about three professional wrestlers who have held both, again, both the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and the NWA World television championship once again when you think you know the answer please simply shout it out you do not have to wait until i am done asking the question to submit your answer again are you gentlemen ready rick flag oh no my bad i thought we started yeah i'm ready night out <laughs> yeah that's a good question that's a good answer but thank incorrect. You, thank you, thank you. all right here we go question number one in 1997 this WWE Hall of Famer held the NWA Television Championship. I'm sorry. Let me let me correct what I just said so it doesn't create confusion. This 2007 WWE Hall of Famer held the NWA World Television Championship on three occasions. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes is correct. Ooh. Sunny Money Mayo is up one to zero. All right, and be careful on these game show challenges. Things change up in just a matter of moments, so stay on your toes. Question number two. This 2009 WWE Hall of Famer. Rick Flair. That is incorrect. This 2009 WWE Hall of Famer held the NWA World Television Championship on four occasions. He also held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in 1989. He had many classic matches, including matches with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And those are recognized as some of the greatest championship matches in professional wrestling history. Also, wait for the next clue. Also, he defeated the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is correct. Sonny Money Video up two uh -oh. questions uh -oh. to none. Here we go. We'll continue to question number three. This accomplished professional wrestler known for spraying green and red mist. The Great Muda. The Great Muda is correct. 
in an unbelievable sweep this evening, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the 415th edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, our very own Sunny Money. That's right, Sunny Money Mayo. Come on, man. Let me let me see. You got some dance moves. You got. You gonna hit me with my music, DJ? What's up, bro? I need well, my music. Uh, I mean, do we have to? Absolutely, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Big Daddy P. As the Night Owl says, I am the godfather when it comes to professional wrestling knowledge. I know this knowledge in the back of my head when my eye drips this way, that way, or whatever way it goes because I love professional wrestling and I'm an encyclopedia. So, great game show challenge, my friend. But as always, I win in the end. Now, wow. now let's do Bible trivia. Let's move back. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's Big Daddy, hey, you know what? I think Sonny would immediately yell uncle. Congratulations, Sonny. Well deserved. Well deserved. And by the way, we are working on some updated, like you won music, the old win 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 that we right, were using right, right, for right. so many times. Hey, I just needed something, bro. I Copy just right dance. I gotta have story. something, bro, you know. <laughs> Oh, okay, Sunny Muddy, you're already getting heat for being a little too braggadocious there, Sonny. I'm sorry, bro. Nah, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not cocky. I'm just confident, man. <laughs> I love to hear it. Well, Big Daddy P, we'll give you back to center tile um, to do a couple of things. Number one, to thank you for being here tonight and for being a humble servant of the Lord, for being a, 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 an important part of the Wrestle Talk podcast, our very own Wrestle Talk podcast chaplain. I want to give you an opportunity, give you a platform here, the last 30, 45 seconds, man, uh, to give us something from the heart, whether it be uh, how you're feeling, what the show means to you, um, just basically anything. If you want to put over your stuff, you know, share your social media, your website, whatever, ever, ever you want to do with this last bit of time, man, it is 100% yours, man. You've earned that. Um, I actually have a, a very important prayer request. Last year, my wife uh, fell out of a window. She's a window washer. And uh, she broke three pelvic bones, had rotator cuff surgery. And uh, it's been a year to the day today. And we just found out she's got to have surgery again on her shoulder. That means she's going to be out of work. We're both self-employed. God faithfully took care of us. But if, if I'd like to put a request out there for those that pray also for my wife, Jamie, um, that through this, not only that her arm will get healed, but she'll be able to get back to work as quick as possible. And uh, so that we don't have to be concerned about any of the, the money junk, which we don't have to be concerned anyway. But at the same time, when you don't know what the Lord's going to do, um, there's this kind of, and I guess that's what makes the most important part about faith is something that you don't see. So um, I definitely want to ask for that. Also, um, a, a part of it on, on a week to week basis, but there are some behind the scenes people. Uh, who probably don't get recognized as as much as they should, not just with Wrestle Talk in general, but uh, I, I want to mention JPK Jones, who is a business partner of mine, who we do independent shows together, um, and uh, I want to thank him because he gives me an opportunity uh, to look much bigger and better than I am by being the owner of Action Sports Wrestling. He always makes it so big. And I'm just thankful for that. I'm also thankful for the opportunity that I get to pray with you guys every week because you guys are my brothers from another mother. You know what I mean? 
sisters from another mister, even the ladies that are on. Uh, so I mean no disrespect. But I am thankful that we get to come together for a moment to stop the day and the craziness on Tuesdays to be able to petition heaven. Because let me tell you, without prayer, I don't know what I would do. If, if I couldn't, if I got a busy signal when I called God or a voicemail, it would be very disappointing. But it seems like every time I've ever called or cried out to him, he's answered. And I realized why, because he's the one that brought me here. So if he brought me here, he's obligated to one, provide for my needs, two, to answer my prayers, but they have to be according to his will. So I just want to encourage you today that if, if you've if you've never, ever accepted Christ, if you've never heard what he's done for you, I just want you to be aware that over 2,000 years ago, God solved the sin problem by sending himself in the form of flesh to die for us so that when our time is done here on the earth, we can have eternal life. It's The Bible says it is written that by believing that Jesus is the Christ, meaning that his death on the cross as a substitute for you, you accept that, then eternal life is yours. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are trying to say you can lose your salvation and all this stuff. But let me tell you, you can't lose something you didn't earn to begin with. He did the work. So just rest assured, relax. You cannot impress a perfect God, nor is he expecting you to impress him. But he does want you to be real. And he does want you to ask for your needs. And he will provide for them. So I know we've got a quite a list of prayer requests. Um, give me the, the last two again. I know one was from Drew, right? Uh, yeah, let me go back through the comment section and read those off Just to, to you. Just to make sure, because we don't want and to miss we don't want to miss You're right. Time. And we are going to close the show with the prayer. So, again, everybody, thank you for episode 415. Myself, Sunny Money Mayo, the rest of the Wrestle Talk podcast team, including Skywalker, Justin, uh, Jeremy, uh, Big Hoss, uh, Joe Lance, who will be sharing some video from him and his confrontation with Gahagas on our social media uh, here over the next couple of days. So, make sure you keep a lookout for that. Thank you to everybody who commented and shared today's broadcast. Uh, sorry about the Facebook uh, Messenger issues early on. Uh, we got those fixed and got them back up and running for all of you guys. And in terms of any missing prayer requests, I'm scrolling back through Big Daddy P. I'm having a hard time finding them. So let's go ahead and run through everything that you wrote down. And again, Sonny, great to have you back on the show, bro. Can't yes, wait sir. to see more of you uh, through the remainder of 2022. God bless you, bro. Love you. Talk to you soon. And awesome show, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you guys. A big shout out to our first hour guest. Big shout out to our second hour guest. Big shout out to everybody in the comment section. Everybody liking, sharing, and just being a part of this Wrestle Talk podcast family. Our sponsors included. We couldn't do this every Tuesday without you guys. So much love. Thank you so much, Night Owl. You know how much I love you, brother. You're my brother from another. Big Daddy P, thank you for everything tonight, man. And I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear you close out the show. And I'll be listening. Thank you, guys. Let's do it. Good night. Our Father God, we thank you so much for all that you continue to do. Thank you for uh, Scott with Mess to Message Music and his family for allowing me to use the internet and take this time. Father, we thank you for the Wrestle Talk podcast where we get to weekly uh, come to you with the requests of those that are watching the show. Father, we start off with uh, uh, Kevin Nash and his son. We know that your son is in good hands with you now. He's face-to-face -face with you, 
And I just ask that you would give comfort to him and his family during these times of trouble, as well as for all the friends that he had. I know a lot of people are hurting. Father, we also bring to you a prayer request from Rick P. in St. Louis. Uh, and uh, in regards to uh, Thanksgiving, that his school is going well. Father, we just pray that you would continue to guide him, open every door that needs to be opened, close every door that needs to be closed. For Chris in Missouri, uh, Father, we know that there is a request about the school shooting. We know that there are so many school shootings and things going on now, Father. But we know in the midst of all these things, comfort for the families that are affected. We also want to pray for Drew's prayer request. Father, you know all the details of all of these requests. And I am just thankful that we can be a part of this, that we can uh, come to you at a time like this with these prayers. And Father, I just pray that for those that uh, did not get their request in, we know that you've heard them. We know that you know their situation. And I can never thank you enough for all that you do. Father, I'm reminded that your word is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder in the soul and the spirit through the joints and the marrow. And your word is a critic of thoughts and intents of the heart. We know that all scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be mature and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We should study to show ourselves to prove unto you a workman that needs not to be ashamed that we continue to rightly divide this word of truth. Father, thank you so much for Sonny and his heart. Father, thank you for his strength that you continue to give him to beat this this issue with alcohol. Father, we know that he has passed now the point of where his battle is is as often as it was, but we know that uh, the temptation will always come back, but we know that you are the God of, of healing and restoration. And I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for all that you're going to do, and we love you, and we ask these things in the name of the one who saved us, Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you.